The following is a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic High School Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formalware. Thank you for supporting Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to the Dowling or to the Aiken Centennial Gym. It's Dowling Catholic and Aiken Centennial tonight. Here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, Mark Amadillo alongside Jimmy Cataldo as we get set for the final week of the girls and boys being together. Double headers, uh, Jimmy, in the final week for the regular season for the Dowling and Ankeny Centennial girls. Regional start next week, and brackets come out tomorrow. And, and you know, you, you get down to this late in the season, and you have a team and, and, and a game on your schedule that can have some uh, some impact on where you get seated and, and how things in the regionals set up. And then you look at this past week and some of the teams that uh, that played and, and lost last week, um, Southeast Polk, Waterloo West, uh, certainly are, are, are two teams uh, that uh, get beat last week that certainly could shake up some of the uh, the seedings, including Ankeny. Yeah, that's certainly, uh, that is certainly true, Jimmy. And uh, as we go into tonight's game, I think the, the seedings are pretty much done. They're not going to do a whole lot of manipulation. It's usually the one and two seeds. That's what they they uh, uh, they, they try to get together. Then after that, it's uh, they fill in regionally. But uh, you look at some of the games going on tonight, we'll get right to it. It's Dowling and Anchor Centennial. We're going to have a, a little bit of a late start. The sophomore game, and your son's part of it. So I don't have a roster. We could pick this up here, you know, and do a little. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do play-by-play. Pass, pass to Dante Cataldo. And I, and I usually clam up. <laughs> and and the, the shot is up and good. Looks just like what his mom shoots. It's good. The basket will count. Can we do some of that? Because Jenny's home listening, I'm sure. Well, it's not going to happen because <laughs> Centennial has the ball down one with eight seconds. So Well, there you go. There you go. And, and Dowling up one. Yes. Dowling up one, but Centennial with the basketball. and. It's fun to see uh, uh, the Dowling coaches down there, Stevie Sarcone and uh, Zach Nicholson. Zach, uh, you know, coming up with it's been a, it's been a grinder game. I mean, it's been an awesome game for a sophomore game here in the big gym. But let's look at some of the games going on tonight. We got a boys only contest, number six Ankeny, on the road at Hoover night. They'll get underway at six thirty. Again, it's a boys only contest at Hoover, and uh, Southeast Polk is at Ames. That's a girl boy doubleheader beginning at six fifteen. Johnston at Lincoln. Waukee at North and Urbandale at Roosevelt. Those are all girl-boy doubleheaders beginning at 6.15. Girls-only game tonight. The Valley Tigers travel to Marshalltown. That'll be a 7.45 tip in the girls-only contest. And in the boys-only contest, Waukee Northwest at Des Moines East, and that'll be a 7.45 tip. So, again, we were just talking about the uh, the girls and their regionals. And, Jimmy, as you know, uh, brackets come out tomorrow, but teams are just playing. And if you look at Ankeny tonight, you're going to see one of their players – uh, Scott DeYoung has some illness going through that thing called the stomach flu. Now we're back to normal flu-like symptoms instead of what we've been going through with COVID. Dowling's going to be missing a, a one or two players on the boys' side tonight, and we'll talk more about that later. So illness uh, could affect a lot of things. And Kennedy White, the starting center for Ankeny, and, or Ankeny Centennial, and the uh, transfer from Ames may not play tonight. She's in street clothes right now. So dealing with that here in the as we go to the postseason. Well, that, it's certainly interesting that that's happening because I had I had uh, uh, Kennedy uh, White as, as somebody who who I think uh, could have given uh, Emma Gipple a little bit of issues down in the block, standing 6-1, uh, certainly seven rebounds a, a game and, and, and scoring 10 points a game, and that's that's a big void. when If you lose her, uh, then who do you have inside for, for rebounds? Sure. But I will give you this. 
you know, one of the one of the finer coaches in Central Iowa is is, is Scott DeYoung. I have a lot of of uh, respect for him and, and the things that he's done in his career, and he will certainly have his team uh, ready to go. Whomever is 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 able to dress and play, no question about that. Uh, you know, he's done a tremendous job at Ankeny. You look at his career wins; uh, he's got almost pushing 700 career wins, and he's been at several schools, including Ankeny, all those years. It's his ninth year as a school, and the Dowling boys here in sophomore play defeat Centennial 45-44. That is for uh, Jenny Cataldo back home, and uh, hopefully she'll get feeling better here. If you would yep. take her some flowers, <laughs> candy, uh, maybe out to dinner, because Valentine's Day is coming up on Monday, Jimmy. you got to pace yourself, Mark. Pace. Right? You can't go early with the Valentine's because then Valentine's comes and you have nothing to give. And then uh-huh. the I'm birthday gonna... comes a week after that. It's February is a tough month for me, and, and it's been for <laughs> 20 years. Pacing yourself. <laughs> Don't be saying that to us. Some of us have, uh, you know, we, look, we have a lot to live up to. I am still trying, but uh, we have a lot to live up to. But uh, getting back to the game, uh, the Dowling girls, they've won five of the last eight games. And uh, they, they remember two weeks ago tonight, we were up here at the other Ankeny High School. Uh, and uh, Ankeny handed them a loss. I don't think Scott DeYoung is going to zone the Dowling girls. Don't know. But tonight with seeing Kennedy uh, uh, White on possibly on the shelf. He might pull out his own. Haven't seen him all night. Of course, our, our comrade and uh, a good friend, Andy Pollock, who does the uh, TV side up here at Centennial, he said, yeah, I haven't seen his own out of Coach DeYoung, even an out-of-bounds play. So what does that tell you? It was the first question I asked, right? It's 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 It seems to be Dowling's kryptonite. Is, is that zone that we saw in Ankeny uh, against the Ankeny Hawks a couple weeks ago, and, and you're just waiting for that next team to pull it out to see how far the girls have come in just a short time, especially heading into postseason where you would possibly expect that to happen. But uh, but nobody has, has really uh, jumped into a zone uh, against these girls and haven't pushed them to see what they can do around the perimeter. But uh, as, you, as you mentioned, being down one or two players, possibly uh, sometime that uh, the young goes to a zone. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Dowling's last loss was uh, a week ago last night, and that was to Johnson at Dowling, 57-41. Maroons losing to Ankeny up here, 35-29 and then also losing at Valley earlier in the month of January, 55-51. That's the three blemishes on the year for Dowling to come in with a record of 16-3 and and a number five ranking. And for the uh, Ankeny Centennial Jaguars under head coach uh, Scott DeYoung, well, what a, what a year they've had. They've won 11 in a row. Uh, they are currently 17-2, and and they're the uh, third-ranked team in Class 5A. So it's number three and number five. And Coach DeYoung, does it with defense. Look what he's given up. Just 26.4 points per game, Jimmy, is all. And they just defend you, and they score just enough. They're, they limit their possessions, but they want to be efficient in their possessions. And uh, the, the defense is just overpower. I haven't seen defense like that since Bob and Sharon Hansen used to go at each other. We'd be lucky to get the game in the 30s. It's it's one of the first things that jumped out on, on paper to me was the fact that they are outscoring their opponents by 28 points a game. They're 10-0 and at home. Uh, but one thing that, to, to, to keep in mind is that their opponent's combined record is 125 and 163. Now, in comparison, their uh, their uh, opponent's record is 162-125. So it's just a, a, a it's a strength of schedule that's uh, not playing as strong of a schedule uh, as Dowling, but certainly are playing uh, the teams that, uh, that that around Central Iowa, and they've done pretty good. Uh, I you would expect some type of a shakeup. As, as you look into the postseasons tomorrow with with the early loss last week to, to Waterloo West, Southeast Polk getting beat in Ankeny, 
uh, who, who's at least in the, in the latest rankings, which was about a week ago, was slotted uh, ranked 12, that that could certainly have an impact as to the winner of this game, uh, who, who possibly moves up to a three, maybe a two ranking if Waterloo West, uh, as Waterloo West got beat. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all that all shakes out. Uh, we'll go through the Class 5A rankings. Now, these are the ones that came out, as you mentioned, Jimmy, last uh, last Thursday. Uh, tonight's game here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network is we're broadcasting from the Ankeny Centennial Gym. Mark Amadil, Jimmy Cataldo, as we are sitting amongst the Dowling fans. Uh, you know, we got some guy named Reinhardt. He doesn't have any kid on the team. I don't know what he's still doing here. But uh, you have uh, uh, Mr. Moore. Uh, Jamie Gipple uh, and and uh, Zedekers right over here to our right. So we're amongst friends tonight, which we're not at Dowling. Normally we're at the visiting side over there. So uh, just gonna make sure that you say good things. I try. <laughs> I would love to just sit, get one of those looks, those turnaround looks at you. Yeah, but <laughs> you can't probably can't get reception in here unless you have the app uh, here in the Ankeny Gym. It's kind of tight. Hey, we want to thank Skeptics Formal Wear along with Catholic Tuition Organization and Mercy One, as uh, we appreciate. Uh, Jennifer Phelps sitting in tonight, our studio producer. And let's take a look at those rankings before we take our first break here at the Centennial Gym. Uh, once again, we'll be bringing the girls and the boys contest here at Ankeny. It's the only time Dowling and Ankeny Centennial uh, will play each other this year here at the Centennial Gym. Number one team in 5A is Johnston. They're followed by Waterloo West, who, Jimmy, you said it had just lost. So we'll see how that shakes up the uh, seedings. Uh, Ankeny Centennial is third. Roosevelt is fourth. Dowling fifth. And Pleasant Valley is sixth. 7 through 10 has Pleasant Valley, City High of Iowa City, Southeast Polk, Iowa City West, and West Des Moines Valley. And then 11 through 15 has Waukee Northwest, Ankeny, Iowa City Liberty, Sioux City East, and Linmar, with Cedar Falls and Cedar Rapids, Washington, uh, at number 16 and 17. So those are the possibilities right there. The one, uh, the two, 9 through 16. But, and you look at some of the ramifications in just one week, uh, Iowa City Liberty, who's sitting at 13, would conceivably play the number four. Which would be Roosevelt, but uh, Iowa City Liberty lost twice this past week to City West and Cedar Falls. You would expect them to drop. Uh, you would also expect possibly Ankeny to drop one or two, losing to Johnson, which, you know, that's a good opponent. That's a good, you know, that's what you would call as a good loss. So they probably wouldn't drop too far. But it would be interesting where Southeast Polk's, uh, how far they they, they, they drop Currently 11 and 8. Uh, they're sitting at number 8 uh, as, as of earlier in the week. You would expect that they would probably drop somewhere in that 12, 13, 14 spot, which would line up somebody like Yankee Centennial, Roosevelt, or Dowling in the uh, in the regionals. And that would be a, a more likely a regional final regional matchup. Regional final. Yeah, the, uh, there'll be a play-in game, and there'll be the games on Saturday. Looking at our schedule this week, uh, our next broadcast will be this uh, Friday night. At the Johnson Gym, it'll be a girl-boy doubleheader. That'll be the final regular season doubleheader we have. The Dowling boys have a game on Saturday at Linmar. They'll be taking on Cedar Rapids-Kennedy. And the Dowling girls will be traveling to Cedar Falls, and they take on the Cedar Falls Tigers at 3.30 on Saturday. So both the Dowling girls and boys basketball teams on the road, separate places for non-division games. And then the Dowling boys have one regular season game left. That'll be next Thursday uh, a week from yeah, a week from this Thursday, hosting Des Moines East. We will not carry that as we'll go right into uh, the Saturday semifinal with the Dowling girls, whoever they're matched up with tomorrow. So that's kind of a, a preview. We'll have more on that uh, uh, information Friday night against Johnson. So let's take a break here on the pregame show. It's Dowling on the road tonight at Ankeny Centennial High School. Pretty good crowd 
for a Tuesday night showing up for the top five matchup in the girls' game. Number five, Dowling, and number three, Aiken Centennial. Team's warming up now. We'll tip off here in about uh, less than 10 minutes, so we'll take a break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Hey, we're back here at the Aki Centennial Gym alongside... Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadeo, glad you could join us tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It's Dowling and Ankeny Centennial in a girl-boy doubleheader for the final Tuesday night of the girl-boy doubleheaders. And then, of course, this Friday, Dowling will be on the road at Johnson, concluding the regular season of doubleheaders. And then we'll start uh, separating the girls and the boys as they go to postseason. I want to thank the folks here at Ankeny, including uh, their athletic director, Robert Scott, uh, activities manager, Ian Smith, and Marge Rasmussen in the athletic office. And... Uh, of course, uh, all the coaches tonight, Scott DeYoung for Anki Centennial and uh, Bob Fontana, the boys coach there. And, of course, uh, we'll have Clay Thielking on uh, at halftime of the girls' game, previewing the Dowling boys' game. And, Jimmy, we can do that a little bit because we got extra time. The, the sophomore game went a little over, so we, we still go on the air at 6 o'clock. So we have an extended pregame. But uh, the Dowling boys may be tonight without Carson Brown. We won't know until later. That stomach virus that hit the Maroons uh, Tuesday, or Friday, Friday night at Urbandale and the Maroons – Double overtime boys win at Urbandale. Uh, stomach virus going around. Charlie Stewart and Carson Brown might be on the shelf tonight. We'll know more, and we'll, get, we'll catch up with Clay uh, Thiel King, the Dowling boys coach, about that. But, you know, you got those viruses running through. It's postseason. You're trying to get yourself slotted in the right spot. Everything happening. Well, knowing <laughs> the competitors that those two guys are, you would think that uh, they're, pretty, they're pretty down under the weather if, in fact, they are not able to go tonight. Uh, but I think – I think you know, Charlie and, and, and Carson, uh, if there's any way, shape, or form that they can get out there and, and run around, they're, they're certainly going to be here. Sure, and especially uh, in this environment. Now, we haven't been up here probably in about, like telling uh, Andy Pollock, probably in about three years we have not been here. And, uh, you know, last year was uh, one game. They, they, they identified just playing one game, and we played it at Dowling. But uh, I haven't been up here in a while. But this is the same exact gym as Ankeny, except at Ankeny, we're – uh, well, no, we were on the baseline right down there, and look how busy that is right now. So uh, they can't ask you where to sit. Where's my ticket get me at? Uh, can I borrow a pen? They're not going to ask you that tonight. We're up here against the wall. This is how much we're thought of up here. Not only did we get one table, we got two tables, and we're at the top of the of the stands, which is not nosebleeds by any stretch of the imagination. We're, we're away from that guy called Pollock, one of your co you yep. know, football coaches at Dowling on Coach uh, Wilson's staff. Uh, he's down there way on the other end, the other table, the TV table. He certainly has his. He has his, uh, uh, you know, season cut out for him. He'll be replacing, uh, you know, 
Jim Williams, who, uh, yeah. who unfortunately passed away uh, uh, yeah, a few months will. ago. And uh, but uh, Andy does a tremendous job within our program, and and uh, you know him and Coach Williams worked so well together. And and uh, I just think about it. It was just yesterday, you know, seeing Coach Williams down in the film room and and working out the game plans, and and he was as sharp as a tack uh, up until the end. He certainly was, and I, I miss going out to practice back when you know we could go out to practice before COVID. And I get out there, and you know I, I get asked by some of the offensive guys, "Why are you not watching the receivers, the quarterbacks, and running back?" I went over to Coach Williams, and he had the sled out, and he was he was in class 101 with offensive line mode, and that was awesome. So I kind of snubbed you guys for a reason. I want to see the old coach that I had back in the day, and uh, coach those youngsters, and they loved him. All those young, and then a lot of them came back for uh, Coach Williams' funeral uh, back in December. Sure did, and, and uh, legendary, iconic uh, around the Dowling program football and uh certainly we missed but what a tremendous career uh that guy had and uh you know it, it won't be the same but we saw just some great memories and, and certainly they're going to continue on with the jim williams o-line camp in july uh for the uh for the junior high uh kids and elementary kids so they're going to carry on that uh uh that, that camp that, that he's built up over over the last many years do they you offensive uh, geniuses down there, like uh, with where, where all the nuts and bolts are going? They block for your receivers, your quarterbacks, your running backs. Is Coach Pollock going to let you as an offensive, uh, you know, assistant down there and help with the line? It was like it was like they moved mountains when they started allowing tight ends to join that camp. They're not going to allow. It. <laughs> I bet there was. I bet there was. All right, Jimmy. Before we go to break, let's take a look at starting lineups tonight. We'll start with the Dowling girls. As we mentioned earlier, they. Uh, Come in with the record of 16 and three, as they've won five of the last eight games after starting 11 and 0 on the season. They're, they're currently ranked fifth in Class 5A. Kristen Myers, the head coach, and we'll have her on at halftime of the boys' game uh, later on in Game Two tonight. And Kristen in her sixth year at Dowling, 104 wins, 29 losses, 78% win percentage. And Joel Danner and Audrey Faber, the assistant coaches, we had Coach Faber on last Friday night at Urbandale at halftime. And the Maroons will start this lineup, going back to their usual starting lineup. They'll start at one guard, Ava Zedeker, a 5'9 freshman, leads the team with 37 made threes, and she averages 13 points, also the team leader there. And she'll wear number 13. The uh, second guard is Julia Moore, a 5'4 junior, averaging seven points, leads the team with 43 steals, and has uh, nailed down 15 made threes on the year. She'll wear number 21. And the third guard is Layla Tritton, a 5'8 freshman, Averaging five points, and uh, she's knocked down 16 threes on the year. And uh, she'll wear number 45. At uh, one forward, will be Lauren Frerichs, a 5'10 junior. Averaging six and a half points, and she's knocked down 18 threes on the year. She'll wear number 25. And at center, the uh, young lady who's tied for the lead in Class 5A now in rebounding, and that's Emma Gipple, who set the Dowling record here two weeks ago tonight uh, at uh, Ankeny. As Emma Gipples, a 5'10 senior, averaging 10 points, leads the team with 12 and a half rebounds per game, 23 blocks on the season, and a two and a half assists per game team leader. And Emma will wear number 23. So again, it'll be a Zedeker, Moore, Tritton, along with Frerichs and Gipple for Dowling, who comes in averaging 52 points on offense. They give up 37.7 points on defense. And now for the uh, Ankeny. Centennial Jaguars, the head coach is Scott Young. And Scott is in his 33rd year of coaching overall, his ninth year at uh, Centennial as they darken <laughs> the gym. 
And they will start at point guard Avery Porter, 5'6", junior, averaging 6.5 points, leads the team with 2.5 assists. Porter, or number 10. The uh, second guard is McKenna Clark, a 5'7", junior, averaging 6 points and has 36 steals on the year. She'll wear number 11. The third guard is Ellie Street. Street, a 5'10", senior, averaging 5 points and leads the team in blocks with 7. She'll wear number 40. And the third, and the, uh, the fourth guard is Cleo Murray, 5'8", senior, averaging 14.5 points, and leads the team with 31 made threes. She'll wear number 25. And at center was scheduled to be Kennedy White, the transfer from Ames. Kennedy, a 6'1", junior, averaging 10 points, leads the team with averaging seven rebounds and has six blocks. But she is uh, in street clothes. We'll see if she gets introduced. Uh, Coach DeYoung is assisted by Dave Renchie, Rachel Hinder-Smith, Andy Fenn, and Denny Albertson, the Hall of Famer, uh, are on his coaching staff. And the Jaguars, Jimmy, averaging just under 55 points, but give up just 26.4 points on the year. And scoring might be at a premium tonight between the two teams that are leading the CIML in defense. Wait, you said it best that uh, Scott DeYoung's teams are going to guard you. They're going to guard you to, to a point where I don't think the Maroons have seen uh, the, the type of defense that will come against them tonight. Uh, but I think they have some good ball handlers and they're handling it well. Some things that, that, that you know come off the charts is, as you look at Ankeny Centennials, uh, they have a total of 200 and 211 steals on the year. I mean, that's 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 an incredible amount uh, as team steals. And so it's going to come down to and Heller. And Trim sitting in those corner threes. And Heller coming off the bench. We'll take a break and we'll come back with the talk. We ain't top manager. First, Alongside Jimmy Tabo, I'm Mark McHale, your fellow shooter producer, and we'll be back with the talk through this here on Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. I don't believe in hell. A loving God wouldn't send anybody to such a place. You're right. A loving God wouldn't do that. But he's not going to force anyone to go to heaven either. If you dislike a certain relative and they knew it, Is it loving of them to be around every chance they got? No. If they really loved you, they'd let you decide if you wanted to be around them or not. It's the same thing with God. He loves us, but won't force us to love Him back. Because true love can't be forced. God gives us our lives on earth as a way to choose if we want to love Him and spend eternity with Him in heaven, or if we want to reject Him and live apart from Him in hell. So how do we know how to love God? Pray for guidance and grace, follow the commandments in the church, seek the truth, and let it lead you right to heaven. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School, and welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School basketball. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting basketball, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Ryan Andrew, and I'm the chaplain at Dowling Catholic High School. Let us pray for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask you to bless all those involved in this athletic competition tonight. We ask that you keep them safe and that they all show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. All holy men and women, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is... This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. I thought you said we were going clubbing for our anniversary. Oh, we are. Ah, yes, here it is. The phone. Right. For the Challenger Club. Do we need a reservation? There's no reason to have reservations about helping Iowa Catholic Radio. Are they DJing or something? It's the soundtrack to holiness. And the Challenger Club helps by challenging other Iowa Catholic Radio listeners to give during the Carathon. Great. Just one more question. Yeah? What about our anniversary? Oh, call 515-223-1150 to join the Challenger Club today. Jim alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadale as we get set for the tip-off, Dowling and Ankeny Centennial. How about that community chorus that uh, did our national anthem tonight here? You don't see that very often. 16 uh, adults and 
You haven't, seen you haven't seen it at the State Fair? I know you're oh. out there a lot. Oh, you're at a different department. You're in the grandstand <laughs> area. They don't get near where you're at. I see a lot of entertainment at the at, at the State Fair, and that's I, I don't I don't see that. But they, some of it's fantastic. free, Jimmy. Some of it's free, and some of it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Dowling and Ankeny Centennial. The Maroons will start their back to their usual start. They've had an alternate lineup with uh, some of the teams they played, and uh, they will go with. Davis Ediker, Julia Moore, Emma Gipple, along with Layla Trenton. And uh, Lauren Frerichs, five on the floor for Dowling Catholic. And uh, for the Jaguars, yes, the big question's been answered. Uh, Kennedy White will play. She's got the, she's been battling the uh, illness, we'll just call it that. And uh, glad to see her in the line. Don't know how long she'll go. We'll watch that matchup. As Kennedy is a 6'1 junior transfer from Ames from last year, averaging 10.7 rebounds. So she, they, she is their fifth starter. And Dowling will go left to right in front of us, north to south here at the Centennial Gym. Dowling wins the tap, and we're underway. Well, the one thing you're going to see right away is is probably the smothering uh, a, a defense that, uh, that Ankeny Centennial is going to come with. Uh, not going to switch on too many ball screens, uh, moving their feet and, and just try to overplay the basketball. Uh, Dowling with the ball first, pass underneath by Julia Moore to Zedeker and Ava loses it, at, well, has control of it, but stepped out of bounds on the baseline as the Maroons come up empty on their first possession. Now the Centennial Jaguars in the front court. This is McKenna Clark, their point guard. They lob it inside and a shot up and good, and they get it right to Kennedy White, isolated with Emma Gipple. White got, got out uh, uh, far enough to, uh, to to post up Emma, and, and nice lob pass into, uh, into her and, and has – Plenty of room to finish her, her layup uh, basket. Dowling with the basketball. Here's Frerichs coming off a ball screen. Goes to the right side. Double team shot up. Too strong. Rebound. Gipple. Offensive board already. Emma gets underneath the Frerichs. Her shot up and no good. And a body contact with uh, the post player, White, and a foul on her. And so Kennedy picks up her first foul. And Frerichs to the right. To the line, rather. And, you know, Emma Gipple keeping the ball alive on, on, on missed shots. And that's going to be critical. Uh, to the success for the Maroons tonight is on on poor shots, is finding some offensive rebounds and getting the e- easy second shots. Certainly with the overplaying with Ankeny Centennial opens up backdoor cuts that you may see uh, throughout the game and, and the quickness that the Maroons uh, uh, do have. Frerichs missed both free throws, loose ball, and now Zedeker ties up. And they're going to give it to Dowling as she tied up White over there. They chase it down on the far sideline. You don't see a Missed rebound off a free throw, go that far, but that's what happened, and Zedeker kept the possession alive. Uh, Anki Centennial, again, is, is playing man-to-man, uh, not not switching on any of the uh, of the, of the, uh, of the picks, uh, get fighting through everything, and covering the wingmen on the on the three-point shot. Underneath Moore, her shot up and no good. Fight for the rebound. Dowling comes away with it. Gipple, backdoor cut to Zedeker, layup, good! Then we're tied at two, Dowling and Centennial on the Bruins, second possession, they get the first basket. But it's two possessions, two offensive rebounds by Gipple, uh, aided to the shot uh, for Zedeker cutting to the basket uh, to tie it up. And their home white uniforms. Dowling in their road maroon uniforms with uh, white numbers and trim. And underneath, the shot blocked. That was Ellie Street underneath. It's blocked out of bounds by Dowling. It'll be Centennial basketball. Well, early on, you can see the strength of, of Kennedy White. Uh, being able to to use her body to keep Gipple uh, out of the lane uh, to post her up for for the lob in post, and so that could be an issue with Emma if 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 she gets pushed too far away from the basket for those lob in passes. 
Ellie Street and Avery Porter were their leading more experienced players coming back this year than the move in by White has made the Centennial team a top-five team throughout the year. Here's Clark with it. Gets it over in the corner to Porter. Now they swing to the right side. That's Murray. He's as Centennial can't get a shot off. A lot of passing with cutting involved. White top of the key. Gets it over the street. Left wing to Porter. Avery works the left side. Can't uh, dribble drive. And Ankeny will start over between the circles. It's, it's, it's great patience, and that's what you expect with uh, Coach DeYoung's teams is that they don't panic. They, they're they very, very patient for the cuts, looking for that pristine, high-percentage shot. They try to get it inside the Clark, but it was tipped out of bounds by the Maroons, I believe. It was Gipple that got a hand on it, and it'll be Centennial Basketball. Our officials tonight, Chad Schellmeyer, Jeff Osborne, and Dante Terry. Underneath a shot off the glass. Good. That's Avery Porter with the basket. Not their most productive score on the team, but when she has an opportunity, she does. And it's 4-2 to two, Centennial. Dowling with the ball. Frerichs backs in. Right block. Kicks it out to Tritton. Top of the key it goes to Julia Moore. Stops the left elbow and kicks it out to Frerichs. And the Maroons will reset. Lauren backs in. In the lane. Shot up. Off the back iron. And rolls around. No good. Rebound Centennial. Jaguars off and running. Here's Street in the front court. Waits for her teammates. Now leads it to Porter. And the Jags will run their offense against Dowling's man-to-man. Centennial going right to left or south to north here at the Jaguar gym. Mark Amadale, Jimmy Cataldo tonight here in the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Dowling switching all picks as well, fighting through everything uh, to save man-to-man right now. Uh, and they're doing a great job keeping in front of their uh, of, of their ball handlers. Here's Street with it between the circles, guarded by Tritton. Underneath, Street in the lane, her shot up, no good. Fight for the rebound. And Zedeker tips it over to Julia Moore, Dowling with it. With 4.20 left to go first quarter, 4-2 to two Jaguars. Moore underneath, and now she loses the ball. As it was to win, I think it was Porter that tipped it into the hands of her teammate. And here comes Centennial. Jags in the front court. There's Clark off the right side. No good rebound down. Gibble once again. This time a defensive board for Emma. She's getting position and and, uh, and to keep White out off the boards is going to be a big task for her. And she's doing a, a pretty good job at it early. Yeah, quite a bit of a height differential. 6-1 and now corner three. No good by Moore. And a loose ball foul called on Dowling. And let's see who they get. Tritton. Lauren Frerichs will pick up the foul for Dowling. First team foul on the Maroons. One on Centennial with 349 remaining first quarter. And Frerichs will sit down. And Heller is in for Dowling on their rotation. Marin Heller, a 5-4 freshman, averaging 6.5 points. And now they work it inside. Left block, shot off the glass. Good. And that is... Cleo Murray. They do such a good job of getting position for the feed-in pass, and uh, that certainly can be a, a, a challenge for the Maroons if they're going to continue to get bodied at the block uh, because Ankeny Centennial is certainly having their way getting position. 6-2 Centennial. This is their largest lead of four. Backdoor cut by Dowling. Reverse layup by Moore is no good. The rebound, Kennedy White and Centennial. Now, Cleo Murray last year, Jimmy, she came back after an ACL tear and played her first games about this time last year. So she's got a just a full year under her belt following the ACL-MCL tear and leads the team with 41 steals. Now underneath, the shot off the glass, no good by Murray. All around and picked up by Moore. 
Two chances there for Murray, but Dowling comes away with it. Here's Zedeker in the front court to Moore. Julia sizes up Ankeny's defense, which remains man-to-man. And now a long three by Zedeker. Good! Ava Zedeker, top of the key for three, and it's 6-5. Zedeker's now Dowling. Defense at Ankeny Centennial is expected to play throughout your seat in the first quarter. Ava Zedeker going to have to hit some of those shots around the key. Right now, Centennial's taking away that corner three-point shot that comes off the times hit. Uh, and doing a good job on the line that kick out. Here's Clark with the ball. Down the lane she goes for the shot left hand. Good over. Get ball. And Clark with her first two points. With two minutes to play over Dallas. From the front court here, Zedeker, who's guarded by Ellie Street. There's the free throw line to Fred. Marin goes to the right side. Travels with the basketball. Second, I caught up, wanted to pitch the corner three uh, where Trent was sitting. Uh, but uh, again, Santa a good job of, of, uh, of uh, manipulating the, uh, the, the dribble drive and put away. We got a word from Mr. Clark. Mr. Mrs. Clark. Well traveled channel, right? in the lineup for Centennials. They start their rotation. Jaden is a 5 freshman. Leads the team with 10 blocks. So, defense from the opposite side of the lane, uh, which certainly did a great job of taking away that feed and entry pass. They get the ball inside the wide on the inbounds pass, and she shoots the score. That's her four point. So Anthony said, anyway, four point. That is her four point. And it's 10 5. And Dowling will lost lead over Dowling. Final minute of the first quarter. As Frederick's back into the Dowling lineup. Well, Gipple's looking around. She's looking for a set play, and nothing's being called. And that's one of the things that I know Coach Danner and Coach Meyer harp on is, is communication. Communication is so critical, especially in a tight ball game, that, uh, that everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and where they're supposed to go uh, to set up, uh, set up good shots and, 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 and good defensive plays. So, Frerichs comes back in that last dead ball, and Tritton is out now. Bruins now holding the ball, 30 seconds. Guarding the ball is Ellie Street. Now in the lane, Zedeker pull up jumper, good! Right inside the lane, found the seam, and I think uh, Ellie Street thought she was going to hold the ball for the final shot. We talked about uh, Zedeker being able to create uh, shots for herself tonight, and, and she's certainly finding ways to the basket. And Nice, easy runner uh, in the middle of the lane. 10-7, Ankeny Centennial over Dowling. 10 seconds to play here in the first quarter, and a whistle and a foul on Dowling on the offensive end of Centennial, and that is on Julia Moore. That's her first. So the Maroons with three team fouls, Centennial with one. As White comes out, the 6'1 junior for Centennial. And they go with a smaller lineup here, more guard-oriented lineup. With the basketball, is Clark, and she travels with the basketball. Right before the shot. Five seconds left, so the Maroons have to go the full court. And Ankeny Centennial, Jimmy, will come up with full court pressure. Well, they're going to make sure that they don't roll the ball in. They're going to have to take it the length of the court to get in a shot. They get it to Zedeker at half court, four seconds. 
Reverses her dribble left side, and now whistling a foul with three tenths in the second. Not a bad foul, really. And it'll be Dowling basketball side out. Very smart foul by Centennial, knowing that they're only sitting on one team foul in the first quarter, uh, you know, making sure that they're not going to foul on the shot, uh, foul on the dribble. Now the Maroons have .3 seconds left. It's almost impossible to score unless you're tipping it in, and that won't happen. So we come to the end of the first quarter with the score. Dowling Catholic and Ankeny Centennial. Centennial 10, Dowling Catholic 7, alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Ambadale, and Jennifer Phelps is our studio producer, back with the second quarter in one minute from the Jaguar Gym here in Ankeny on Iowa Catholic Radio. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Our blessed Lord considered the three possible forms of church government. The democratic would be one in which a majority vote decides, in which everyone has an entirely different opinion of what is to be. The aristocratic is an appeal not so much to the majority or to the masses, but rather an an appeal to an aristocracy, a house of parliament, a senate, a congress, a house of lords. And the theocratic is one in which God chooses one man as he chose Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and guides and protects and directs this man. Peter holds the primacy, primacy not only of honor, but also of jurisdiction over the church. He is the vicar of Christ. He is the first pontiff. He is the first pope. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. And we're back here at the Centennial Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadale, as we're underway here in the second quarter. And Ankeny Centennial has the basketball first. Uh, some quick numbers thus far in the from the first quarter. Now a pass underneath the White, and her shot is up and good. Kennedy White returns to the lineup now with six points. Dowling was 0 for 2 at the free throw line, and Centennial yet to shoot a free throw. And we'll get a, a moment here. We'll catch up with some of the first-half numbers from Jimmy Cataldo. 12-7 is our score, five-point lead for Centennial. Mark Amadil, Jimmy Cataldo tonight. We'll bring you game one of our two games, and I'll corner three up and no good. Ball slapped in the backcourt, and here's Hedeker with it. As Centennial couldn't track it down there, Jimmy. Long uh, long uh, uh, rebound shot off uh, off the corner three by Zedeker. Uh, gets her own rebound in the in the front court, uh, or backcourt, excuse me, and, and setting up a, a, a new play. All right, here's Heller with it. It's Heller, Moore, Zedeker, the three guards, and... And Heller gets loose. little individual move there against Ava Martin, who's in there for Centennial, a 5-4 freshman. So freshman against freshman. And Heller with her first basket. It's 12-9, Centennial by three. And in the front court, reverse the ball right side, Jake Pratt. So Pratt and Martin, two subs for Coach Scott DeYoung in the lineup right now. Here's Pratt and what's in timeout called by Dowling. It's 14 to 9 Centennial. 30 second break. We'll keep it here, Jimmy. Last two, two possessions. Uh, Centennial does a great job penetrating to the basket. Uh, both Murray uh, on previous possession and then Pat on this possession as Emma Gipple comes across to help out on the dribble drive, leaving Kennedy White on the other block. Centennial's find that, that easy uh, bounce pass. Easy layups two times in a row for Kennedy White. Kennedy White with eight points, leads all scorers tonight. And then Ankeny Centennial with Avery Porter. McKenna Clark and Cleo Murray with two points each for Dowling. 
Their leading scorer, David Zinnaker, with seven points. Two points from Aaron Heller off the bench, and uh, Lauren Frerichs had the first chance to uh, shoot in that as she went over to the free throw line. She got some numbers. As you look at the first quarter, two of seven uh, from the field, 28%, one of three from three, 50%, five total rebounds and three turnovers. Now underneath, since the inbounds player shot up and no good, fight for the rebound, the ball taken out of Zayers. Martin had it. Now a long three coming up and no good by Cleo Murray and rebound Dowling and Gipple. Here's it. 6-10 remaining here in the second quarter. I'm going to thank Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, and Dental Associates for supporting our broadcast all season long here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Keller with it. Keller in down the lane. He's in the corner for Zedeker for three right corner off the mark. No good. And rebound Gipple. Boxes out her opponent. Now spins in a lane. Left-handed scoop shot. No good. And a rebound Pratt and Centennial. She just, she just sees the ball so well coming off the basket, uh, either if it's a weak side rebound or a short shot on, on the strong side. Gipple just seems to find a way to, uh, to, to, to track down those offensive rebounds. All right, Martin had it, almost lost it for uh, Centennial. Now they reverse the ball right side, and that is Murray. Murray and now switches over a skip pass left side to Ava Martin. And she shoots and scores, and for uh, Martin, that is her fifth three of the year. Little used the reserve and come up, came up big. For Coach That's what happens when you help de- uh, help defense on the backside. The skip pass goes to the goes to the open uh, uh, Centennial player on the wing, and uh, has has good spacing to, to hit down a three point shot. So now whistle and a foul called on Centennial as Dowling advanced the ball across half court. Avery Porter picks up her first foul. And we're tied at three each in fouls here in the first half with Dowling and Centennial. Zedeker inbounds the ball to Gipple. Right side to Tritton, who's back in. Layla Tritton, another freshman for the Maroons. Julia Moore in there. In the lane, Zedeker. Lisa for Tritton, down the key. Down the left side. Here's Moore. Works right side. Down the right block. The ice over her in the lane. Turnaround shot up. No good. Was it partially blocked? And it was. Out of bounds to Dowling underneath. Julia gets such great uh, position with the, with her strength down the left. But uh, taking it to the left side, uh, she certainly had something to the right. Very well scouted out uh, in, uh, uh, Centennial team on, on Julia Moore taking away her left. Zedeker inbounds the ball to Gipple to Heller with Tritton and uh, Gipple and Moore. Round five on the floor for Dallas. 17-9. Centennial, they lead by eight. Now Heller picks up a dribble and nearly a five-second call and gets to Zedeker. And you can see defensively, Centennial just overplaying the uh, passing lanes. Here's Street going against Zedeker in the lane. Street shot no good. As uh, Gipple with another offensive board. Tritton for three. Top of the key. In and out no good. And the rebound out to Pratt and Centennial. So the shooting remains cold for Dowling. The Maroons is going to have to be ready to shoot the ball because they play so Centennial plays so good defense in the paint that they do have some open shots around the perimeter. Got to have their feet set. And the inside and a shot up and good as a little scoop shot by the Jags goes through. Everything's falling for Aiken, and that is Street with her first basket. Now down underneath the shot, no good. And the ball goes out of bounds, and they're going to give a foul on Centennial, looks like here. Again, Gipple had the position to get the rebound, and as, uh, as she's pulling it in, got fouled by, uh, by Pratt. Her second uh, likely going to, and she is going to the bench in the first in the first half. Pratt. Pratt came off the bench. 5'8 freshman. Coach DeYoung 
has five freshmen on his team. Allen with the ball. Now Gipple loses her balance and hits the floor. And the other way we go with Clark on the steal. McKenna gets in the court over to Murray. Now corner three, no good by Elsie. Balls half around, and Allen comes away with it with Tritton. Leaves it for Julia Moore. Three and a half minutes remaining here in the second quarter. And now a steal. Steal by Porter. Moore comes back, and now Porter hits the deck. And foul on Julia. With a turnover, and he came back and then committed the foul. That's her stand. Well, you said Daniel's taking away Julia's left hand. And if you watched her over the over the course of the season, she's very strong on the drive to her left. She can make it a little bit to the right, and she's open, open uh, lane in the middle. Uh, but it's something that she's not comfortable doing. Uh, this is for her. All right, Porter will come out for Centennial. And let's see who checked in. And Martin's back in. She is Ava Martin. So it's Martin along with the Cleveland Murray. They play catch on the perimeter. Now Murray leaves it for street for three good. In the right corner. Ellie's through with her fifth point all in the second quarter. And the lead now is stretched to, to 13 for Centennial over Dowling Catholic, 22 to 9, with three minutes left here in the first half. Runs in the front court. Here is Zedeker as Centennial guarding everybody beyond the three-point arc. Playing a little three-guard lead. Dowling backs it in against Frerichs. With back to in against McKenna Clark and Ali Keller. Now in the corner to Tritton. Won't shoot three. They post up Heller on the left block. She's double teamed. 2.30 remaining here in the first half. Now a corner three by Frerichs is no good. And we got a loose ball foul on White. Battling Gipple. Battling Gipple down the middle. That's been a battle throughout the entire first half. They just got kind of tangled up. And, and Emma ended, ended up having the better position on the offensive side and was held on Kennedy uh, White, her second. So Dallas went down the ball. Dowling went down the ball. They get it to uh, Cleo or to uh, Emma Gittle, who's guarded by Murray. Now, between the circles, Zedeker guarded by Ellie Street. Man to man defense. That's all Centennial is used tonight. Now, on the corner goes to Frerichs. Backs in, left block, spins, whirls. Off balance shot, no good. And a rebound to Centennial and McKenna Clark. They just force you into bad shots. If, you, know, you think you have the open lane and you're using your body, and then they force you into bad shots. and that's what happened to Lauren uh, Frerichs trying to take it one-on-one uh, -on -one into the middle of the lane and uh, got forced into a bad situation. Now Murray gets in the lane they, at the last minute, gets it to Kennedy White, and goes off White's leg out of bounds to Dowling. They've run that play three or four times in the first half with success at that time. As we approach the two-minute mark of the first half, Dowling will end out the ball, trailing 22-9. Full-court pressure at Centennial. It's Heller, Zedeker, Frerichs. Tritton and Gipple, the five and the four for Dallin. Here's Gipple, who's guarded by Cleveland. Here's Heller with the ball. Heller finds the seat, shoots the layup. Good. That's the first basket in quite a while for Dowling. And it came off, off the bench comes Heller with her four points. Not too many open uh, uh, dribble drives. And uh, Heller found one of the very few this half, uh, but ran in there very, very clean and, and nice easy layup. Now on the baseline, a shot no good by McKenna Clark on the left side. Rebound Dowling and Gipple. Zedeker with it in the front court to Heller. Won't shoot the three in transition. Now waits for Gipple to get into her spot on the left block. Here's 
dribble drives down, kicks in the corner to Tritton. The ball is tipped out of bounds off Ankeny. They are so aggressive to the ball and anticipating the passing lane is this Jaguar defense. I, I think their strength is even uh, as, as impressive as that, is that the Maroons are trying to body themselves into the middle of the lane, try to get good high-percentage shots, and, and Ankeny Centennial just not giving that, that, uh, that room. Uh, using a lot of body, a lot of strength to keep uh, the Dowling Maroon offensive players at bay. Frakes checks out of the uh, Dowling lineup. And checking in will be Ellie Olson, number 41, for her first action of the night. Ellie, a 5'9 freshman. Now corner three, no good. Rebound Centennial and White. Centennial giving up just 26.4 points per game. And it shows. The Maroons are struggling to get to, into the teens. Final 45 seconds of the first half, 22-11 to 11 is our score. Ankeny Centennial ranked third. Leading fifth-ranked Dowling in 5A. Underneath, a shot blocked by Zedeker. A turnaround shot by Kennedy White on the left block was blocked. Or was it Cleo Murray? Murray with the uh, shot. Murray with the shot. Zedeker uh, blocks it out of bounds. 36 seconds left in the half. Uh, Centennial has the ball underneath her basket. Jaguars inbound the ball. We got a holding foul on Dowling. While the ball may have been released from the baseline right in midair, they call the foul. And this will be on Ellie Olson, her first. Just team foul number five on the Maroons. So they still have another foul to give with mm-hmm. 35 seconds to, to go uh, because Centennial's not in the bonus yet. Yeah, not a not a bad foul by Olson that time. Both teams with five team fouls each. There's a shot with the left hand. No good by Avery Porter of the Jaguars. Rebound Dowling and Gipple again. You got her for 20 already? I, she's <laughs> racking them up right now. <laughs> And half of those are offensive rebounds. Here's Heller in the lane, and she does a late pass and is, and travels with the basketball. You, you see how, how Centennial does so well in getting steals. Uh, they, they take away the passing lanes, and there is no kick-out pass that Marin Heller is looking to do. It's well-scouted team. They uh, coach the young scouted. Dano Dowling will dribble drive and kick it out to their uh, – Corner for corner three is now top of the key three. It's no good by Cleo Murray. Rebound Gipple and Dowling. That's how the half will end with the score. Ankeny Centennial 22, Dowling 11. The Maroons with just four points in that second quarter as Ankeny Ankeny Centennial outscored Dowling 12 to 4 in that uh, second quarter. And the uh, Jaguars lead at 22 to 11. We want to thank Skeffington's Formal Wear along with the Catholic Tuition Organization and Mercy One supporting our broadcast tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Hamadale will be back. We'll have some of the first half scoring and catch up with our halftime guests as uh, Clay Thielking will join us. The Dowling Boys coach will preview the Dowling Boys game with Centennial. Following these messages from the Centennial Gym, again, our halftime scored. Ankeny Centennial 22, Dowling 11 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. The day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. The great St. Teresa of Avila, a 16th century nun, is one of the church's 33 great spiritual authors, known as a doctor of the church. She explains that prayer is a loving conversation with the one who I know loves me. How many kinds of prayer are there? Basically, four. And usually we pray one of the four or all of them. Think of these four words adoration contrition, thanksgiving, supplication, A-C-T-S. On different days, we'll pray with emphasis on one or two of these or maybe all of them. 
So when you pray, let your heart be led by the four types of prayer. Adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. Try it. It works. And that's today's thought of the day. These guys are good. They're well coached. They're big. They're physical. They can shoot it. They're playing well, um, and it's a tough place to play. So, big challenge for us. Um, anxious to see how our guys respond. Yeah, they have homecoming or homecoming. They have senior recognition. Kind of like homecoming. Senior recognition tonight between games. So they'll do all that. So your game will be delayed. I'm, I'm sure you were told that. But uh, Coach Phil King, talk about uh, the matchup tonight, and more importantly, let's talk about your team. What's the health like? What, you know, we juggled the lineups here in the last uh, you know, four or five games, and it's worked. And uh, talk about what, what we can expect tonight and, and the health of the team. Yeah, we're struggling a bit in that area. Um, Carson won't be with us tonight with the, the stomach bug. Um, Charlie, Charlie's here. I don't know how much he'll be able to give us. He's still, he's still hurting from the same thing. So uh, it is what it is. You know, every team's dealing with stuff this time of year. Um and you got to look at it as an opportunity for other guys to step up and, and contribute and, and get, gain some experience that will help us as we move into the postseason. Um, and that's how you have to look at it. It's next man up, and um, we're anxious to see uh, see who, who fills in and, and, and makes plays for us. Going off of a, a, a double overtime win uh, Friday night and keeping you the overall season and you say you showed the beginning trying to find what is your team about where you trying to and you know it's not how you start but it's how you're finishing and so talk a little about where your team is at at this point uh as the postseason is is right around the corner after another week and a half i feel really good you know we got to get beyond this this health thing you know with with um with these guys and and we will it's better that it hits now than two weeks from now um but i still think we have a lot of room for growth a lot of room for improvement uh, other than the stomach stuff we're we're healthy um practices are much shorter uh and lighter you know the three games this week is a bit of a concern um it's a lot of a lot of court time uh, for these guys and so you, you just you know all that stuff's out of your control you can 
you can just control what you can control and, and hope nothing disastrous happens as we enter the postseason. I feel good about where we're at, guys, you know, and I think when it really counts, uh, we'll be back to full strength, and and um, I, I, I do like where we're at. So with Charlie, uh, excuse me, uh, Carson being down with, with the flu tonight, and then Charlie, uh, you know, may be able to go talk about some of those guys who are going to get that opportunity to step in and fill those roles. Yeah, so Colin Clark will start uh, in Carson's spot. Um, he does a lot of good things, really high IQ, defends really well, and I think the way we match up with these guys, that's a good thing for us. Um, Jack Odie, you know, will, will be called into, called into action uh, more tonight. Um, obviously, Mata's a big piece of things, and Quincy will have to, to step up and contribute tonight. So um, it, it tightens up the rotation a little bit, and guys that haven't played a ton of minutes are probably going to play more than they usually do. But they're capable. We're confident in those guys, you know, and uh, tonight they get a chance to prove it. Well, you get Colin Clark. I agree with you. He's, he's, he's really stepped up in, in a huge defensive role. You always need that one guy, that one guy that's going to come off the bench and be that grinder, and that's what I've seen out of Colin Clark. You know, you may want to take a time or two to say, you know, what can your sister give us? Because we're crying out loud. <laughs> she is shooting lights out, watching her the other night, and having somebody like Colin around, I'm sure it's, it's, it's good. He's a little bit about that. Yeah, I haven't that. But um, I hope he doesn't pull up in that deep <laughs> night. If he may let him get away with that. Well, there's no logo here at Centennial's gym. So you have to worry about that. Although the volleyball is down. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a short leash for Colin on that stuff. So listen, I think he, he'll, he'll make a better decision. We're, we're visiting with Clay Fifty, the Dowling boys basketball coach, here at halftime of the girls' game. It's Ankeny 20, Ankeny Centennial 22, Dowling 11 at halftime. And Coach Silky, you did pretty good going to uh, your, uh, your substate meeting uh, the other night here in substate uh, number eight. Uh, Council Bluffs, Abe Lincoln. Johnston, Norwalk, Dowling, and then Des Moines North and Roosevelt. As I understand, you got the three seed, and that's kind of was something you were talking about uh, Friday night, hoping to get that. Uh, your record didn't show that, but your strength of schedule and the toughness of your schedule uh, uh, got you that, that three seed. So that means you uh, will host Des Moines North uh, a week from Monday, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, we'll ho- host North Monday. Um, and then play the winner? And and the then, winner plays Then the winner would go to Council Bluffs. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we got to get through North. I haven't looked at them. I watched a little bit today. You just kind of want to get a little flavor. Um, and, you know, it's easy to look ahead. It's easy to project. And, and I, in my experience, when you start doing that, you get bit in the butt and you're, you're at home watching the next round. So uh, we'll be prepared, though. Um, you do look ahead and, and you look at the, the number one and two seeds, and they're obviously really good. They are in any of those substates. But the two teams that we've seen, we're going to see Johnson again Friday night. So the familiarity there, if we do get past round one, um, we feel will really benefit us greatly. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, we have a chance like everybody else, and I think everybody else is saying the same thing. You know, they feel they have a path to, to the state tournament. So 
Uh, it's a boring answer, but we'll just take it one day at a time and one game at a time and and do our best as those things come to us. Well, I know the four guys returning from the squad last year went over to Council Plus about uh, mid-February, got a Thursday night win uh, against one of the top ten teams in the state. So they played on that floor. They've been in that environment, and uh, that'll be, that'll happen if you get by North the first round. Yeah, if we do get there, um, that experience would help. It, it would help. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. You know, but it's uh, it's a hornet's nest over there. So uh, I hope we do get to that point, get to experience that, and, and and give it give it what we got. All right. Well, sorry about the news with Carson Brown. Hopefully he gets better. You might be listening or watching. Uh, Pollock and Company are next door on the CISN.TV. Don't, don't get too close to them. They'll put you right on. But uh, nonetheless, Coach, I hope Carson gets better. hope uh, Charlie can go. And uh, I know one thing, the Maroons will give it their all here in a, in a road Tuesday night. We will. Yeah, it'll be a good night. It'll be a good night. Great atmosphere. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right, coach. Thanks, for Thanks guys. You bet. That's uh, head coach Clay Field, King of Dowling Catholic, and we'll return to the Centennial Gym following these messages. It's uh, Dowling Catholic trailing Centennial twenty-two to eleven here at halftime. Back in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. What do you say we make some noise for the ladies? We're back here at the Centennial Gym. Mark Amadil alongside Jimmy Cataldo underway. Dowling with the basketball to start the second half, trailing 22 to 11. And we'll get those first half numbers here when we get a break as Dowling with the ball is Zedeker in the lane. Jump stop, pull up jumper, rolls off the rim, no good. Rebound comes out to Centennial. And this is reminiscent of uh, two weeks ago up here at Ankeny at the other Ankeny school. Lit on the basket, and Maroon's struggling to uh, uh, get an open look. Well, Centennial has a, a big piece of that. The way they play defense, it almost feels like the first team to 40 is going to win this game. And that's, that's well below Dowling's <laughs> average uh, uh, output. Uh, each game. Now Centennial in the lane and a shot by Clark, no good. Outlet pass goes to the Maroons and now Tritton picks it up after deflection from Zedeker and Layla now comes to a jump stop and the Maroons will set their offense. Here's Frericks with it. Dowling going with their starting five of uh, Zedeker, Frericks, Julia Moore and now a long three by Zedeker off the back iron. No good. Rebound Centennial and Avery Porter. Outlet pass goes to Ellie Street. She's one-on-one against Zedeker. And the lander shot up, rolls out, no good. And the rebound, Dowling. So, yeah, Tritton, Moore, Zedeker, the three guards, along with Frerichs and Gipple. And underneath, and a basket is 
is good by Frerichs. They'll wave it off a foul before on Centennial back at the free throw line, and that foul will be on McKenna Clark her first. Right now, the, the, the Dowling offense has just seemed to be, you know, take the take the uh, the defender one-on-one from the top of the key, and if they collapse, find the outside uh, corner three, but nobody's collapsing, so it's just become a one-on-one matchup where Centennial has done a really good job playing man-to-man uh, with the uh, with the top of the key uh, offensive player. Yeah, they certainly have. 23-11, to 11, Centennial. Now Gip went in, and what, did she spin around and shoot and score? She did a 360 there. She's trying to find position, and, and certainly Kennedy White has, has done a really good job defending uh, Gip over that time. You know, used her left hand and uh, or offhand and, and found a way to the hoop, and that's what you're going to have to find. Dowling with just two players scoring the first half. Heller off the bench with four points. And now getting loose in the lane, a shot up and good by Centennial. That's Cleo Murray. Murray's going to find her points, averaging 14 points a game. Uh, you see, you would see and, and expect her to, to take off here the second half and, and get to that average at least. Yeah, she has. Well, she has four right now. She had two at halftime and hits the basket there. Julia Morris splits the uh, defenders and draws the foul. And she hits the floor hard, but she'll get back up. And two free throws coming as the foul is on Centennial and Avery Porter, and that'll be her second. Dowling's leading scorer is Ava Zedeker with seven points. Julia Moore, Emma Gipple, and Layla Tritton, three starters, did not score. Jim, you got to look at some of the uh, numbers from the first half. Maroons are shooting 28% from the from the field, just uh, 4 of 14. And then one of seven from three for just 14%. So pretty poor shooting night uh, for the Maroons. 13 total rebounds. Where I had Gipple nine uh, out of those 13 rebounds in the first half. And then Centennial shooting the ball pretty well in, uh, from the field, 53%, which is 8 of 15. 33% from the three-point arc, which is 2 of 6. Seven total rebounds and just two turnovers, which they, they handled the wow. ball well. That's it's just a well-coached young team. Well, Coach DeYoung said, you know, want, want lower possessions, but efficiency. And you had a great example, two turnovers for Centennial in the first half. All right, Jaguars with the basketball. Porter left elbow. Her shot no good. Rebound Zedeker. Avis Dowling's leading score with seven points. The Maroons are now two of four at the free throw line for the game. As the ball is tipped out of bounds. As Dowling starts their offense, and again, Centennial in the passing lane. And our first substitution of the second half, Ava, or rather, uh, Layla Tritton checks out, and Marin Heller checking in for Dowling. Uh, Centennial's averaging over 10 steals a game throughout the year, and that's they just find the passing lane. They overplay uh, the defender. And, and turnovers. Out of bounds and take one off Centennial as the Jags had six players score in the first half. They were led by player Kennedy White, who was uh, had uh, illness tonight and wouldn't play. If she did, she started and had eight points, five points for Ellie Street, and then three points for Ava Martin off the bench for the freshman for Centennial. Two points for Avery Porter, two points for McKenna Clark, and Cleo Murray with two points in the first half. She now has four. Corner three, no good by. Julia Moore from the left wing, rebound Centennial and Ellie Street. Jaguars advance the ball down court. This is McKenna Clark on the left wing. Top of the key, it goes to Murray. Murray driving against Heller. A nice pass underneath to Kennedy White, and the ball is tipped away, but a foul called, I believe, on Dowling. They're going to give it to, to Centennial. It's, it's, it's a very typical play that Centennial has ran throughout the first half and doing it again. You know, dribble drive. To one side of the basket as Dowling collapses, uh, help defense on the other side. They're finding Kennedy White on the opposite block, bounce pass, easy layup uh, that she's been finding throughout the game. 
So Moore will check out. That is her third foul. And Julia commits uh, the second her first team foul in Dowling here in the second half. But Julia commits the foul and Tritton back in. Now they run the inbounds play and a nice little move that time by Ellie Street. Gets the ball on the right block. Her shot is no good and drew the foul. And that'll be on Zedeker, her first for Dowling. And to the free throw line, Cleo Murray, young lady who had the ACL, MCL injury last year and returned about almost a year to the day. That should be a week, be a year next week return from that injury. It was very slow, but recovered and did well. It's 25-15 now our score with the free throw being good. Second free throw good. And Murray with six points, as you mentioned, Jimmy, halfway to her point total of 14 and a half. This is one of those typical games where you see speed versus strength, and right now strength is winning over uh, with Centennial's defense. Maroons are, are gonna just going to have to find certain ways to get to the basket and uh, hopefully set their feet and hit some three-point shots to get back in this game. 26-15, Ankeny Centennial over Dowling. Corner three by Tritton, right wing. No goodness to everything. Rebound out to Pratt, who's in there. Jaden Pratt gave uh, Centennial some good minutes off the bench. Pratt and Martin, freshman off the bench for Centennial giving Coach DeYoung some good minutes. As we approach the four-minute mark here, halfway through the third quarter, and Centennial by 11, 26-15. Lob pass underneath to Pratt. Nice job of catching the ball, keeping it alive, and now they work it inside. Left-handed shot, no good by McKenna Clark, and the rebound Gipple and Dowling. Emma brings it all the way down court, stops the right elbow, kicks to Heller. And Marin, now pass over to uh, Frerichs, who's in there for the Maroons. Frerichs, Zedeker, Tritton, and Heller along with Gipple. Corner three by Heller missed everything. Rebound Dowling, and Frerichs finds the loose basketball and scores, and a timeout Dowling. Lauren Frerichs with her first two points, and we've got a full timeout. We'll take it with them. Three minutes, 34 seconds remaining here in the third quarter, and it's Ankeny Centennial 26, Dowling Catholic 17. We'll return to the Centennial Gym in one minute on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why do I have to go to confession? Whoa, when are you going to take all that garbage out? I don't have to, but... I don't want to go tell the garbage man about this. He's not a fiery furnace to burn away all my garbage. He's just a man. If we let the garbage of sin build up in our souls, life gets pretty disgusting. So it's good that Christ told his apostles, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain are retained. That way, Christ's forgiveness of sins won for us on Calvary comes to us even today through the successors of the apostles, Catholic priests. So when we go to confession, we gain the gift of humility by having to speak our sins aloud. Then we receive counsel, and finally, through the mercy of God, we hear the priest say the words that Christ has given him to speak in his name. I absolve you from your sins. Go in peace. And that is pretty cool. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Listener supported Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM KWKY Des Moines. 94.5 FM K233BT Des Moines. 88.5 FM KIHS Adel. 90.9 FM KLOX Creston. And we're back here at the Aikity Centennial Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadeo. As we're underway here after the Dowling timeout, three minutes, 20 seconds remaining. Third quarter, 26-17, Centennial, ranked third in Class 5A, leading the fifth-ranked team in Class 5A, Dowling. Jaguars just being very patient and efficient with uh, just two turnovers in that first half. 
Jags with it. Here's Pratt in the lane. Leaves it for Kennedy White again. And a nice pass by the Centennial guards to their center white. And she scores once again. Kennedy with 10 points. Two good things are happening there. Centennial's winning over the dribble. And uh, Kennedy White's getting positioned. So if the pass does come to her, uh, she has great position on the block to put it in. And she's finding that uh, time and time again throughout this game. Well, Tritton was about ready to be called for a uh, over and back, but uh, she was kind of bailed out that time. A foul's on Cleo Murray as she pushed her out of bounds right at half court on the far side of the gym across from us. So Dowling will retain possession. Both teams with three team fouls each in the second half. 2.45 remaining in the third quarter. Here's Gipple with it. Backs in against White. Right block, double team. Kicks it out to Tritton. Tritton underneath, and she tried to get it to... Heller, and there once again is Ankeny knocking the ball out of bounds in the passing lane. Player got beat, but help defense and a deflection there, Jimmy. They play with their arms out, which is what is, is critical to, to help out. But the Maroons just got to find that one hot shooter right now. Uh, they've had some open threes uh, throughout the game, and even in this third quarter, they just got to find that one shooter who's just going to get hot uh, uh, the remaining part of this third quarter and hopefully into the fourth quarter. And, Jimmy, you're able to watch off the ball, and, like, I've got to watch the ball with the player, but watch how Centennial just goes through screens. They're not switching. They're actually fighting through. Now, Zedeker for three, no good off the back of the rim, but rebound Dowling and Tritton as a, as a long rebound went out to Tritton about uh, near the three-point line right wing. So Dowling will maintain possession, or trailing by nine. And now the ball slapped away again by Tritton. Good defense by Murray against the freshman. And Tritton backs her down in the right block. Now stops, picks up her dribble, looking for help. Gets it to Zedeker. And struggling. I mean, struggling to get the 20 points tonight. Frerichs in the lane. Kicks to Tritton for three right corner. Good. That took the uh, – we know there's not a lid in the basket right now for Dowling. Tritton for three. That's think, her first three. I think the Maroons have to learn that, that – Going one-on-one right now isn't a recipe for success. They're just struggling right now to beat uh, the, the centennial defender off the dribble, uh, passing the ball around, finding an open open three-point shooter, set shot, feet underneath them, uh, will help out going here forward. Sedeker picks up the foul and to the free-throw line, Kennedy White. And her first free-throw is good. Kennedy with 11 points tonight, leads all scores. She is the transfer from uh, Ames. Last year for Joel Sullivan and the Ames Little Cyclone, she averaged six and a half points, five rebounds, and had six blocks on the season. Second free throw is good. She now has 12 points here tonight. What did uh, what did Ames Centennial shoot free throws in the first half? They didn't. They did not. So they, I don't think they've missed second half in, in, in their free throws. You're right. They're four for four uh, at the line. Dowling was 0 for two in the first half. They're now two for four as a pair of free throws by Julia Moore earlier. And our score is 30-20, to 20, Centennial by 10, low-scoring game here at the Jaguar Gym. Julia Moore gets loose underneath her shot up. It rolls off the rim, no good. Rebounds uh, Gipple, and her putback is no good. And a foul called on Jaden Pratt, the 5'8 freshman for Centennial. And Gipple will go to the free throw line. And Gipple would love to have that one bad. She had a wide-open uh, layup off the offensive rebound. It just was a little bit hard. Of course, the foul caused a little bit of that, but... She's certainly strong enough to put that in. First free throw uh, by Emma is good. She now has three points tonight. Nice game on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, brought to you in part by the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Mercy One. Second free throw good by Gipple. She has four points. 30-22. to 
The Jaguars' largest lead tonight has been 13 points. Dowling's cut it to eight. Final minute of the third quarter. And a pretty good Tuesday night crowd here in Ankeny as the Jags now turned the ball over. Pass that time. Porter couldn't handle it. It'll be Dowling basketball. Big possession for the Maroons now. One, one, one of the few turnovers that uh, Centennial's had, but Maroons have it uh, cut down to eight. Uh, halftime lead was 11. They cut it to eight with just under a minute that they can get uh, a, a two-point shot, maybe a three-point shot here. Whole new fourth quarter. Now the ball tipped to the backcourt. As overplaying every pass is Centennial, and that was Murray. Now the pass by Gipple, stolen away by Jaden Pratt, all the way down court, layup too strong, no good, and rebound more, and she's fouled. And it'll be Dowling basketball the other way as Cleo Murray tried to dig in and have a tie-up, and she picks up the foul. That's her second. Rhodes, Rhodes got away with one there. Uh, Emma Gipple, uh, you know, poor pass on, on the on the wing and stolen away, but... Uh, Hustled back on defense, manipulated the, the layup to, to cause uh, uh, Murray to miss. Dowling with the ball, Heller with it. Dribble drives in the lane, cut off by Pratt. Now dribbles to top of the key, leaves it for Frerichs. Warren looking inside, can't do it. Now goes back inside, off-balance shot, no good. Rebound Centennial with 10 seconds remaining. And now stolen by, uh, away by Moore into the hands of Gipple. Emma with it. Down the lane she goes. Kicks it out to Zedeker for three, up, and no good. Ball slapped around. Frerichs with it, and we've come to the end of the third quarter with the score. Ankeny Centennial 30, Dowling Catholic 22, as Dowling outscored Centennial 11-8 in that third quarter, but the Jags lead it 30-22. We will take a break and come back with the fourth quarter in one minute along with Jimmy Cataldo. I'm Mark Amadil from the Ankeny Jaguar Gymnasium here at Ankeny Centennial High School, and we'll return in one minute on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com And we're back here at the Anchor Centennial Gym. As Jags get it inside to White to start the fourth quarter, and Kennedy puts it through. What a night she's having. 14 points for the uh, 6-1 post player for the Jags, and Centennial out to a 10-point lead, 32-22, Jimmy Cataldo. But it's, it's, it's something that they got to uh, – the Maroons got to do something to, to stop this a little bit, the hemorrhaging and finding good shots and being efficient in this fourth quarter. Now they're going to whistle White for the foul as she got tangled up with Gipple, who was – Making a move in the post, and Kennedy picks up her third foul. As she has 14 points tonight to lead the Jaguars in scoring. She had eight at halftime, did Kennedy White. 
Dowling will inbound the ball. It's the 16 foul on Ankeny, three on Dowling. Kipple gets it in, and a whistle and a foul. They're going to call holding foul on Centennial, and this will be on the freshman, Jaden Pratt, who was Garden's editor. That'll be her fourth. That becomes uh, uh, team foul number seven for uh, Centennial, one and one uh, for the Maroons in the rest of the fourth quarter. Maroons are sitting at just three team fouls. So they can convert. Front of a one and one, no good by Zedeker. And the rebound out to Centennial, or to, uh, yeah, to Centennial. Zedeker with seven points has not scored here in the uh, second half. Jags with it. This is Cleo Murray, goes down the right side, an offensive foul on Murray. Great, great position by Julia Moore, moving her feet on the, on the dribble drive. I don't think Cleo Murray really had intention to take the ball up, just uh, try to create some spacing. But Julia did a nice job getting in front uh, to take the charge. On so the Murray will check out with four fouls and checking back in is the starting or is the one of the starting guards, McKenna Clark. Very short bench for uh, Coach Scott DeYoung. We've seen Ava Martin and Jaden Pratt, both freshmen, rotate in. We have not seen the senior Ella Becker. That is his. He goes eight deep. She will get in, number 21. And we have not seen her tonight. Full court pressure by Centennial. Zedeker dribbles up the front court on the left side. Gets to Heller. To Moore. Now top of the key to Gipple as she brings Kennedy White out towards the three-point line. See if the Maroons can open up the middle. 32-22 Centennial. Gipple underneath. Little scoop chop on the left hand. Good. The basket will count. And that will be the fourth foul on Kennedy White, the starting post player for Centennial. Big-time play by Emma Gipple. You know, backing uh, uh, White down into the lane and then scoop shot across the basket with her left to, to, to get the end one, possibly to cut this lead to seven. Gipple with her six point, free throw no good. Dowling 0 for 2 here in the second quarter after going 4 of 6 at the free throw line through three quarters. And it's 32-24, Centennial by 8, and the basketball with 6.5 left. And a timeout call. We'll keep it here. Six and a half minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. 32-24 is our score. Centennial with the lead. And, Jim, you got to look at some of the numbers going into the, going into the fourth quarter. Going into the fourth. So, so through three quarters, uh, the Maroons are shooting 6 of 19 from the field, just 31%, but really struggling from the three-point arc tonight. 2 of 14 on the game uh, for 14%. Nine total rebounds that third quarter, 22 total. Uh, have Gipple going with 12 uh, total rebounds at this time. Uh, Centennial uh, through three quarters, 45% from the field, 10 of 22. Did not attempt a three-point shot, which it's not surprising as, as, as a coach of the young team, you know, not needing that three-point shot. Maintain the lead uh, in the distance, you know, fight for those two-point shots, and that's just uh, what, what uh, Coach DeYoung does. Uh, 12 total rebounds uh, through, uh, yes, through three quarters and, uh, and four total turnovers uh, on the game for Centennial. Centennial was four for four at the free throw line as the Jags lob it inside coming out of their timeout. Dowling went four for four at the free throw line in the third quarter. Runes are now four of eight in the contest. They missed a front end of a one and one here in the fourth quarter, and then Gipple missed an and one. Now the Jags inbound the ball underneath their own basket. They get into Pratt over to Street, top of the key. This is McClark down the lane. Her shot no good. Rebound Gipple, but she loses it and dribbled off her foot. And now Pratt has it for Centennial, and they'll reset in no hurry. No hurry. And then uh, you know, Centennial will knock a little bit of this clock off with six minutes to go in the fourth, up eight. 
Dowling stays man-to-man. Passing on the perimeters. McKenna Clark with it. Dribble handoff to Pratt. Jaden with it. Guarded by Frerichs. Not a Clark, who's guarded by Moore. They lob it inside to White. It's stolen away by Gipple. Emma will lead the charge. It's a two-on-three, and Emma now will pull up on the right wing. Now a head fake goes baseline. The ball tipped out of bounds as White kicks, tips it out of bounds. It'll be Dowling basketball. You know, you're not finding uh, Heller sitting in that right corner three-point shot where she's become accustomed to hitting a lot of those shots. Haven't seen her in that, in that spot throughout the game. Uh, she's been more on the left side. Uh, try to get her over to the right and see if she can get hot. All five Ankeny players are just like glue to the Maroons. And now underneath, and that's uh, Frerich's drawing the foul. And it'll be on McKenna Clark, her second. And there'll be a front of a one-on-one, ninth-team foul on Centennial. And that, now Frerich's to the line. Actually, that just moved into a double bonus, 10 fouls uh, on Centennial. So oh, it'll be it two shots uh, for, for the Maroons from here on out. And the first free throw, no good. Struggling when you look at uh, throughout throughout the season uh, from the free, free, the free throw line, 60% as a team, uh, certainly uh, below us, uh, an average that you would like, especially in games like this. Yeah, second free throw is good by Lauren Frerich. She has three points tonight. The Maroons had missed their last three free throws until she hits the second one. It's 32-25. Centennial's lead is seven. Maroons still in it with 5.20 remaining fourth quarter. Now the Maroons trying to get a 10-second count. Clark gets it across the timeline, guarded tightly by Moore. There's Clark with it, gets in the corner, ball tipped around and retrieved by Street near the scorer's table. Jags running their offense, stolen away. They try to lob it inside to Clark or to White, stolen away by Dowling. Moore underneath, layup is up and good. 32-27 is our score, five-point lead for the Jags. You see the Maroons have really uh, upped the intensity of their defense. Uh, Gipple's doing a great job taking away the inbounds pass, which allowed her to get two turnovers in the last two possessions. Timeout on the floor. We'll take it with them with 447 remaining. Here in the fourth quarter, it's number three, Ankeny Centennial, 32, number five, Dowling, 27. Here in the fourth quarter, back in one minute, from the Jaguar Gym on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, why do Christians talk so much about God and so little about humanity? G.K. Chesterton says that the people who insist that we forget divine things and think of human things end up talking about how helpless human beings are because of their faulty environment or their fatal heredity or their uncontrollable animal instincts. And it all ends with the old fatalist cry that we must forgive everything because there's nothing to forgive. But these things are not the human things. These are the subhuman things, the, the things we share with animals. The human things are exactly what they dismiss as merely divine. The human things are free will, responsibility, authority, and self-denial. The things that are really human are also divine. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. We're back here at the Ankeny Jaguar Gymnasium. Ankeny Centennial and Dowling Catholic as a whistle to foul. Jags called timeout to five-point Jaguar lead and a whistle to foul on the Maroons. And they'll get Julia Moore with her fourth foul. And she's been uh, 
the instigator on defense, and she's going to have to go more offense defense, and they'll send uh, Tritton back into the lineup for Dowling. Just so. a matter of time on Julia. She's been uh, pressing the, the inbound pass. Uh, the, uh, the point guard up the court. Good hustle by, how about that? Marin Heller right there nearly caused a turnover. He's got to find uh, a girls like Marin Heller. Is that going to step up, create a turnover, and maybe hit a big uh, three-point shot here? And and certainly this thing uh, this thing could be really, really tight. All right, here's with it. Gets by Heller. Goes across the timeline. Dribble handoff to Porter. Now over to Cleo Murray. Centennial with the basketball. They look inside to Kennedy White, their junior center, who has four fouls. Porter with it on the left wing. Guarded by Tritton. Crossover move. They get in the corner. Won't shoot. This is McKenna Clark in the lane. Stops the right elbow. Now for three. Up and good. Very good patience and a great shot by Avery Porter. Left wing three. First three-point shot by Centennial in the second half, and they drained it, uh, which is a big shot for them, pushing the lead to, uh, to eight with four minutes to go. 35-27. Centennial leading Dowling here at the Jaguar gym. Dowling with the ball, they go right to left, and now Heller steps out of bounds. She lost control of the basketball, tried to save it, and stepped on the baseline. Says uh, Dante Terry, one of our three officials tonight, along with Chad Schellmeyer and Jeff Osborne. Full court pressure by Dowling. Jags will throw throw it in underneath their own basket. 35-27, Jags by eight. 3.45 remaining, fourth quarter. We'll have the boys game. That'll be following senior ceremonies here at the uh, Jaguar gym. As that will be the intermission before the boys' team start warming up. We'll have senior night here at Ankeny Centennial. Jaguars with it. This is Clark with it. Gets inside to White. Kicks it back out for three by Murray. It's no good. Rebound Dowling and Gipple. Emma brings it up. And she threw it behind Tritton, who was trailing on the play. But actually wasn't trailing. Was a lead on the left wing and threw it away right in front of the Dowling, right into the Dowling bench. they got to take advantage of these turnovers. They don't, uh, Centennial just does not uh, turn the ball over too often. They just got to take advantage of it. And right now they're just not getting that done. Our Julia Moore checks back into the Dowling lineup. So she is one of two players out there with four fouls. The other one is Kennedy White with four fouls. And now a timeout by Scott DeYoung. We'll keep it here with 3-10 remaining here in the fourth quarter. 35-27 is our score. Ankeny leading Dowling in this top five matchup. We want to thank uh, Ashford Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, and Dental Associates. Up next for the Maroons, we'll be in in Johnston Friday night. It'll be number one Johnston and number, number five Dowling in the girls matchup. But those could change. Rankings are going to come out this week. So will regional, uh, uh, regional brackets for the girls. They come out tomorrow. And that means I think the final rankings come out tomorrow. So we'll be in Johnson Friday night for Centennial. Their next game will be this Friday, and they'll go across town over to Ankeny for the rematch. And I believe both the Centennial the Centennial girls defeated Ankeny in the first meeting, and the Ankeny boys won the, uh, won the first meeting. So that'll be a crosstown rival for them. But here, Maroon's running out of time here, Jimmy, and they're now they're forced to go into go mode. Well, they're, they're, they're only sitting on, on team foul four, so they're probably going to eat up a lot of those fouls here in this next possession because one thing Coach Young is going to do is he's going he's gonna to hold that ball on for, a, for as long as he can with three minutes uh, to go in this, in this game. Uh, he's certainly going to play a little bit of keep away uh, with no shot clock uh, to, to, to eat up as many of Dowling fouls as he, he can in this possession. Scott Young, the soon-to-be Hall of Fame coach, 33 years overall, and he's won... 
seven state champions up here in Ankeny, six at Ankeny and one here at Centennial. And there was a time there he won four straight titles from 2002 to 2005. Right now the Jaguars trying to hang on to their eight-point lead against Dowling with just under three minutes left. Run that dribble weave. They pass in the corner, and they pass it back out top to McKenna Clark. Clark double-team as Dowling now starts to jump the uh, the passing lanes. Skip pass way over to Ellie Street. Saved it from going out of bounds in front of the Ankeny bench. Julia Moore out there with four fouls for Dowling, and Kennedy White with four fouls for Ankeny. Centennial out, out there. And now a steal by Gipple. Bad pass resorted in the ball being saved by Porter. Into the hands of Emma Gipple. Very important possession here for the Maroons. Two minutes, uh, 15 seconds ago, got a score. And they did. Zedeker down the lane, and her shot is up again. That's her first basket of the second half. She has nine points. Now whistling a backcourt foul on Heller. She had Dowling had a foul to give, and so did Heller. And that'll be Marin's first foul. Uh, the only person that, that you really don't want to foul here is uh, Julia Moore sitting on four. Uh, so certainly want to eat up your fouls with just 210 left to go in the game. Maroons are down six. All right, Street inbounds the ball to uh, McKenna Clark. Back to Street. They cross half court. Dowling pressing. Now down court. A shot up and no good. Julia Moore is just fouled out. And going to the free throw line will be Centennial. And that'll be in the presence of Avery Porter. And she'll have two shots. And Julia Moore will foul out with four points tonight. Two minutes and two seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. And free throws coming for Avery Porter, who is a 63% free throw shooter on the year. First one up and good. She now has six points. Tonight's game in Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Skeffington's Formal Wear. And the second free throw, no good. Rebound, Gipple. 36-29, Ankeny Centennial. Seven-point lead for the Jaguars. Dowling with the ball. Here's Heller in the front court to Zedeker. Left wing, the pass goes to Frericks. Dribble handoff to Gipple. Got to certainly get there, too, uh, here soon in the possession. Here's Zedeker for three. Too strong, no good. And fight for the rebound, and Porter comes away with it. She was battling Tritton for it. Minute and a half remaining, and Centennial in the front court. Now a whistle and a reach-in foul on Heller, and that'll be her second. And that'll be the 17th foul on Dowling, and it'll be a one-on-one for Centennial here the next few possessions, next few fouls, rather. It's just, Centennial's gotten Dowling completely out of their game plan. You don't see much of their dribble, weave, penetration, look to kick out. That just hasn't been there throughout the night. Uh, and, and give a lot of credit to Centennial. Even on that last possession uh, for the Maroons, really looking for that offensive threat to, to take the ball to the basket, get the early two-point shot, really couldn't do it. Zedeker found herself uh, forced a three-point shot from the wing. And both free throws good by Cleo Murray. She now has eight points. And it's 38-29. Centennial by nine. Timeout, Dowling. As both officials on the backcourt and the front court got to wave it off. Kids kept playing, but uh, they had a timeout called by Dowling. And we'll take a one-minute break with a minute 33 remaining. Here in the fourth quarter, Ankeny Centennial 38, Dowling Catholic 29 here in this girls' contest from the Ankeny Centennial Gym. I'm Mark Amadil alongside Jimmy Cotato on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. 
whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. The one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham, Executive Director for Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Paul's words in 2 Corinthians resonate in a special way for us Iowans who do our part to sow the seed, knowing in the end exactly who provides the growth. Will you help Iowa Catholic Radio continue to plant the seed of God's Word? Please consider a $30 a month sustaining gift and tune in to the Spring Carathon starting Monday, February 21st, or donate anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. And we're back here at the Centennial Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadil, as Dallin with the basketball following the timeout. Minute 20 remaining, and it's Anthony Centennial with the lead, 38-29. Heller with it, driving underneath, can't get a shot off, kicks it out to Frerichs. Lauren with it, drives baseline, cut off, now backs up, double team. Kicks it out to Heller. It's stolen away by Centennial and Avery, Avery Porter. A foul on Dowling. That'll stop the clock with 64 seconds remaining. And it's be a 1-1 one one coming up the Jags. Last time we were up here in Ankeny, uh, playing the Ankeny Hawks a week ago, never seen Dowling as true as they were in, in, in the zone defense that Ankeny was playing. But but tonight you're just getting smothering man-to-man defense out of Centennial and, and, and not allowing Dowling to have any room uh, for open shots here in the, in, in the entire game, not let, let alone the fourth quarter. And Avery Porter misses the front end of a one-and-one. One. She has six points tonight, rebound Dowling. Zedeker has a shot blocked. It was blocked by Ellie Street on the baseline, 10 feet out, rebound Centennial, a foul on Dowling. This will be 19 foul on the Maroons, so front of a one-and-one one coming for Centennial. And the whistle to foul on Marin Heller, her third. 51 seconds remaining. Centennial at the free throw line. That'll be Cleo Murray. Free throw good. Cleo perfect tonight. She's five for five at the line. Has nine points. Second free throw on its way. Good. Ten points for Murray. Cleo, the other lady, leads the team in steals for 41 coming to the game and had that devastating ACL injury a year ago and came back. One year at the time. Now, Heller underneath, and a shot with the left hand good, and a timeout Dowling. So, Marin Heller with her sixth point, and the score is 40 to 31. Centennial with a nine point lead to 40 seconds left. And we'll thank you for belching. Go to producer Mark Amadell alongside Jimmy Cataldo, and our thanks to uh, Mercy One, Dental Associates, and Professionals. And Maroon's running out of time. They need some scoring fast. They need a basketball first, and Centennial will have the ball following the down. Maybe basketball. Even, even on that last play by Heller, you know, she found an, an opening across the lane. Uh, it was a well-contested left-handed scoop layup. Uh, so even on, on, on those seemingly easy looks, uh, Ankeny Centennial is making it hard on, on, on the Maroons. And certainly see a little bit of the youth coming out of, of these girls tonight. Sure. I uh, haven't seen much of it all year, and uh, – and uh, you thought you would come and, and, and get them, and, and maybe tonight was, was that night. So great empire now reaching foul on Trenton as hitting the deck. Ellie Street to go to the line, and that's the be a two-shot foul 
as Trenton with her first foul. 31 seconds, man. 40 to 31, and uh, I think maybe coming up to Ankeny. Just take the time, Coach, because we're going to have about uh, 15 minutes between games with the senior recognition for the girls and boys here at Ankeny tonight, and then we'll get the game underway. It's a free throws move here by the street. She has six points tonight. Second free throw is good. Seven points for Street, 41-31. The Centennial lead is 10 with 30 seconds remaining. Heller in the front court. Ice baseline. Reverse layup up and no good. And the rebound, Avery Porter, who was guarding Heller down court. And now Dowling, I think, is conceded. Coach Myers back off, and that'll do it. Low-scoring game. 72 points here tonight uh, between the two teams. I, I think I said in the first quarter, first one to 40, he's going to win this game, and and it, uh, it it almost nailed it. Uh, 41 points by Centennial, but even even just more impressive defensive effort uh, by Centennial. And certainly, Dowling girls took a, a, a little bit of a, of a setback tonight. But but uh, you know, after after tomorrow, it, it 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 all means a whole lot of nothing because the pairings will come out, the seedings will come out through the regionals. You're going to know your path to the postseason, and and uh, a night like tonight is going to be a distant memory. Well, a team that certainly could be in the uh, girls' state basketball tournament, that's the Centennial Jaguars. Dowling's next opponent in a girl-boy doubleheader is this Friday night, and their next opponent is the Johnson Dragons, currently the number one and an undefeated team, only undefeated team in Class 5A. That's another challenge for this young Dowling group. Uh, we've seen the, we've seen kind of a buzzsaw of, of teams of this last two weeks in, in Johnston uh, the other night, and, and you get Johnston again later this week, Ankeny, was a formidable opponent a week ago. Centennial played uh, outstanding. Probably couldn't have played any better tonight. Uh, and so it, it just shows you a little bit of humbling of what kind of team you got, who you got. And uh, as we talked with uh, Coach uh, Thilking at halftime, it's it's really how you're playing at the end, not at the beginning. And these Maroon girls got off to a red hot uh, start of the season, uh, have, have leveled off a little bit and uh, at the tail end of the season. Got to find some way to get momentum going into the postseason where it counts the most. All right, we'll come back and we'll total up some of the scoring and give you some updates. Again, the final in game one tonight from the Yankee Centennial Gym. Yankee Centennial 41, Dowling Catholic 31, as the uh, Jaguars now improve their record to 18-2. and two. They're ranked third in Class 5A. Dowling falls to 16-4. They're currently ranked fifth in Class 5A. We'll come back and uh, we'll do the postgame show for the girls game so stay tuned alongside Jimmy Cabo, I'm Mark Amadil Jennifer Phelps is our studio producer and right now going on the floor uh, Anki Centennial has their senior night so they'll be introducing the seniors girls and boys basketball players along with the support group and cheerleaders so we've got about a 10 or 15 minute intermission and we'll come back and have our girls post game show coming up here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network 60 seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen What is the first reflex thought that we find in sacred scripture of God? Not the first description of him creating the world, but the first thought that he has about himself. Open Genesis and you will find it. Let us make man. Think of it. As if God could not exist without man. God does not need man to complete himself, to fulfill a need. But he needs man as a kind of uh, a gift. He must have someone to whom he can show his love. The first monologue that we touch in sacred scripture is the monologue of God 
thinking about man? What are the first dialogues in Scripture? The first question in Scripture is God saying to man, Adam, where art thou? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Back here at the Ankeny Centennial alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadale. Game one in the books tonight as Ankeny Centennial defeats Alton Catholic 41 31. The Jaguars now run their winning streak to 12 in a row with the win over Dallas. As they do the records 18 2, ranked 30 class 5A. Allen falls 16 4, ranked 5th in class 5A until the regionals come out tomorrow. They'll be seen. And, uh, Jimmy, I got everything total but the free throws in the fourth quarter. And there was a ton of them, Frank, and he saw that you take over uh, the field goals, turnovers, and rebounds tonight. Take it away. Maroons uh, for the game uh, go 10 of 24 from the field, 41%. Struggled at the three point arc, uh, 2 of 15 on the game for 13%. 25 total rebounds and uh, 10 turnovers. Had Gipple for 15 out of the 25 rebounds, so very productive night uh, on, on the board for, for Emma Gipple. Centennial, uh, you know, very consistent, steady, uh, hit their season averages, went 11 of 24 from the field for 45%, three of eight from three for 37%, 17 total rebounds and, and eight turnovers. You know, when you look at that fourth quarter, we were just talking about it at the break that uh, Centennial shot the ball four times in that fourth quarter. They just know how to handle the game when they're up and uh, and certainly didn't force anything throughout. And uh, and that's what you would expect uh, for an AQ Centennial team cooked by Scott DeYoung. No question about it. I want to remind you, tonight's game was brought to you in part by our good friends at Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, and Mercy One. We'll start with the visitors from Dowling, again, whose record drops to 16-4 and four on the loss. Dowling had no one in double figures. They were led by Ava Zedeker with nine points. And Emma Gipple with six points off the bench. Marin Heller with six points for the Maroons. Four points for Julia Moore, who fouled out with just uh, about two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Three points each for Lauren Frericks and for Layla Tritton as Dowling went 5 of 10 at the line. Scott DeYoung, their record improves to 18 and 2 on the season as uh, they're ranked third in class 5A, as we mentioned earlier. They've won now their 12th in a row with the win tonight. And the uh, Jags had two players in double figures, led by the junior. Kennedy White with 14 points. Cleo Murray with 10 points. Six points for Ellie Street. Six points for Avery Avery Porter. And then rounding out scoring for Centennial, three points for Ava Martin. And two points for McKenna Clark. The Jaguars went six of nine in the fourth quarter of the free throw line as they finished 10 of 13 at the line tonight, uh, Jimmy in the win over Dowling Catholic. Just a, a well-rounded game by Centennial, and then you look at the rooms and can kind of where they things kind of great for them is a lot of one-on-one battles at the top of the key, trying to get to the baskets off the drive. Centennial's defense off the top of it was, was really stellar, which didn't allow, uh, didn't need help defense by Centennial. They were allowed to, to cover the kickout passes in the corner where the Maroons have just made a lot of uh, success throughout the years hitting those corner three-point shots where they just didn't have them tonight and just shot 2 of 15 for the three-point arc, which has been a big uh, recipe for their success throughout the season. But, again, 
The only thing you take away from this game is to understand how you get better. Tomorrow is a whole new day. Uh, you start seeing where your path is to the to the uh, to the playoffs and to the Wells Fargo, and uh, certainly they're going to put this one away. They have a formidable, very formidable opponent, Johnston, uh, Friday night, and then finish off uh, the the year next week, and then on the road to uh, to the regionals and, and hopefully a berth to the to the state tournament at Wells Fargo. Yes, indeed, and we'll be the doubleheader at the uh, Johnston Gym. And one final time before we, as we have uh, senior night ceremonies going on here at Ankeny Centennial, uh, let's take a look at the quarter score. Centennial dropped, jumped out to a 10-7 lead at the end of the first quarter over Dowling. And the Jags outscored Dowling 12-4 in the second quarter. So 22-11 as Jaguars double the score at halftime. Third quarter, Dowling outscored Centennial 11-8 to to cut the lead to eight. At, at one point, they cut it even down to six, I believe, in the, in the third quarter. Okay. They just could not get it below six at that point. Maybe five. Yeah, I thought it was five. It was like 32-27 at one point. You're right. And then, uh, so Dowling trailed by eight going into the fourth quarter, 30-22 to Centennial. And then Centennial in the fourth quarter outscored Dowling 11-9 to win it 41-31. And, boy, that's a team that can guard. If I would have to, you know, rank teams, we've seen them all. We've seen Johnson, the number one team. We've seen the other Ankeny team who's in the top uh, 15 and 5A. And this Centennial team who's ranked third. This is probably the best defensive team I've seen this year, and that includes Johnson after seeing them once. I, I would certainly agree with that. But Johnston seemed to have the total package. They had five girls that could play uh, in the starting lineup, and then they had five girls that could come in, and you didn't know – uh, there was any let up, but uh, Johnston seemed to be the total team. You can see why they're the number one team, but certainly Anthony Centennial, when you look at uh, the man to man defense that they play, that they can certainly go a long way. And, and you know, give it a little bit to the Maroons. They showed a little bit of their youth tonight, uh, which they are a very, very young team. We talked about that throughout the uh, the month of December. They just didn't play young. Yeah. And tonight it, it just came out a little bit. Uh, they forced a little bit of shots from the, from the three point arc, couldn't get the ball to the basket where they've been so accustomed to doing. And just uh, frustrated throughout the night, uh, and and you, you learn and, and you grow and you get a little bit more mature from a game like this. Yeah, you certainly do. Well, Jimmy, we'll talk to you uh, Friday night from the Johnston Gym. That'll end our regular season of broadcasts as we end with the Girl Boy Doubleheader on uh, Friday. Of course, uh, the Dowling Boys. We know they're the third seed in their sub-state. They'll begin uh, postseason action. We'll have their games. Uh, it'll be a week from Monday, uh, President's Day. We, they will open up. Uh, as they will host a more north at Dowling Gym. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off. And the Dowling girls will get their postseason bracket beginning tomorrow, unless they put it up tonight. could happen, but they will get their postseason bracket tomorrow. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that Friday at Johnson with the, the Dowling bracket and how uh, they will be, me- be measured in there. With Iowa City West losing, as you mentioned, uh, the second-ranked uh, team. Waterloo West Friday. got beat. Waterloo West, Southeast. Polk got beat, Ankeny got beat last week. And then Dowling got beat by number three, Centennial. So we're interested to see how they uh, put the uh, seed. I think Dowling will be the number one, a number one seed, one of the top eight seeds, and that's really all you really and, care and, about. And I, I, I totally agree with that. They're going to be, they're going to find a number one seed in a region. It's, it's identifying who's going to be that number two team, right? And, and that's usually the path uh, that you have to take to get down to uh, Wells Fargo. And, and there, there's a lot of good number two teams out there. So it's, uh, you start paying attention on. Who you could play? Who possibly is going to be that matchup? Certainly, they got to get through their first round uh, uh, opponent in the regionals, uh, but certainly would set up a, a number two matchup with possibly Southeast Polk for the third time, Ankeny for the second time. Uh, there's just so many different matchups that this could 
could uh, could happen for the Maroons. All right. Well, Jimmy, appreciate uh, your time. We'll talk to you free at uh, at Johnston. Looking forward to it. All right, Jimmy Capallo, my broadcast partner for Game One. Steve Devenny is here, and we'll talk to him as we preview Game. <laughs> as we preview Game Two, the boys' game between Ankeny Centennial and Dowling, as the boys take the court after the uh, uh, senior night ceremonies here at Centennial Gym. Again, the final in Game One. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll take a two-minute break, if you uh, would, Jennifer. A two-minute break after uh, uh, this out cue here with uh, Anki Centennial, a final, defeating Dowling Catholic 41-31 to over the Maroons. Dowling falls to 16-4. and They're ranked fifth in Class 5A. Centennial improves to 18-2 and and ranked third in Class 5A. Anki led at halftime 22-11 to and wins it here 41-31 over Dowling. Alongside Steve, alongside uh, Jimmy Cataldo, I'm Mark Amadale. Steve Devendi will join me for game two, so stay tuned as we take a two-minute break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thought of the Day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. Most of us plan for the future by investing in a savings account. Jesus also spoke of the importance of storing up treasures in heaven something we can all do, something that will help us out later, simply by having confidence in God's ever-present love. Whenever we trust His plan for today or tomorrow, we are building up that savings account now for those days ahead that may present real challenges or difficult problems. We build up that account by trusting God in the little things of life. Now, on the sea of calmness and peace, trust Him for His love today for some relatively simple thing. Then, when the storms of life arise on the sea of life, the savings account of trust will be more than ever enough to help you with clear sail. That is today's thought of the day. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX, Creston, And we're back here at the Ankeny Centennial Gym on a Tuesday night of high school girls and boys basketball. And alongside the Hall of Famer, that's Steve Devenny, Mark Amadil. And Steve, we just saw a, a tremendous girls game. Defensive played, not a whole lot of offense, but uh, you know Scott DeYoung and you, you've known him well. He can play defense, and they did tonight. And uh, they knock off Dowling 41-31 in game one. The boys game coming up as... Uh, we look forward to that. Dowling boys have had pretty good luck against the Centennial uh, teams. They're 7-3, and three, 
since Centennial started basketball, started the school here, uh, what, uh, going back 2013. And Dowling's won seven of the last eight games against uh, Coach Fontana and the uh, the Jaguars. Boy, I didn't realize that, Mark. That's uh, and, and Bobby had some good teams when he when that when that uh, when the school first opened. He had a really really good class or two. But uh, that's interesting uh, that the Maroons have had kind of had the upper hand in this uh, in this rivalry. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, you know, I don't know if that'll keep up tonight because uh, the Jags have uh, had a pretty impressive record. They've won six in a row. As they had a pretty salty schedule, and uh, you know, coming out of the Christmas and holiday break, they were. Nicky told me they dropped four or six games, and all of a sudden they're starting to rebound and get find their legs and get their lineup uh, set. Uh, the Maroons won two in a row, and those were big because they've had the same. Dowling had one of the toughest teams, toughest schedules in the state, playing some of the toughest teams, and they were rewarded. Yeah, they have a below 500 record. They're six and 11. They're rewarded with a three seed. And uh, in, in their sub-state, and, and Dowling will play north in the first round of the boys' sub-state tournament, and then the winner will travel to Council Bluffs Lincoln, and that's a pretty good, pretty good seating. Much like Coach Steel King told us Friday night, that's kind of what he's hoping for. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I listened to the interview that you had with Clay on the way up here tonight, and uh, to his point, you know, one game at a time, and and yada yada. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's but. True. But uh, it does line up that if the Maroons play well, they have a chance. Uh, over in uh, in Council Bluffs with AL, their best player, who's an Iowa Hawkeye recruit, is now out for the season with a broken leg. And so they got the two seed based on their record. But those wins were uh, – a lot of those wins took place when he was still in the lineup uh, before he got hurt. So uh, still got to play well. They're, they're all great challenges, but uh, – but the Maroons did, got a little bit of a break getting that three seed instead of the four. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio as you're listening to the pregame show before the boys game between Dowling Catholic and Ankeny Centennial. We're at the Ankeny Centennial Gym here in Ankeny, Iowa. And uh, teams are warming up. we got about oh, about 10 minutes before tip-off. I want to thank Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Skeptons Formal Wear. And, uh, you know, Steve, you, you, you look at the uh, – the postseason upon us, and uh, you know tonight there's some games going on. Boys only game, uh, Ankeny on the road at Hoover, and that was a boys only game that started at 6:30. Uh, Southeast Polk is at Ames for a girl boy contest. These are all girl boy games. Johnson at Lincoln, Waukee at North, and Urbandale at Roosevelt. Then a girls only game, 10th ranked Valley girls at Marshalltown tonight. They'll start here in a few minutes, along with uh, a boys only game, Waukee Northwest at Des Moines East, and quite a few teams had buys and. For the most part, looking at the uh, conference schedule, everybody got all their games made up from that one Friday night that we lost January 15th. That Friday, there were no games. Everybody got them made up. Dowling made theirs up a week ago, uh, taking on Johnson last Monday, and they'll play them again this Friday, and uh, we'll be there. But uh, so you, you, look, you look at that, you look at everybody anticipating their brackets for the postseason because everybody makes it. Every high school team, 1A to 4A, makes the postseason. And some of them have buys or, you know, the ones and two seeds in Class 4A have a first-round buy. Three three seed through number six seed all have to play in, so to speak. And that's what the Maroons will be doing. They'll be playing in on a Monday night in boys' play. President's Day, uh, Dowling will host Des Moines North. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, you reach a time in uh, mid-January where it's kind of the dog days of the season. And uh, people kind of struggle to keep motivated and continue to work hard and, 
But then you get into February and you can kind of see the finish line mm-hmm. and, and you start to, to get a little bit fired up for postseason. And so uh, these last three games for the Maroons uh, all this week, do they have another game or two next week, one more? For Dowling, as you mentioned that, and we'll, we'll mention Centennials too, the Maroons, uh, again, here tonight against Centennial, then Friday night at Johnston, and then Saturday, Dowling boys travel to Cedar Rapids Kennedy for a game there, and then the Dowling girls travel to Cedar Falls for an afternoon game there, and then the Dowling girls have next week off, and they will play a first-round game on a Saturday, a week from this Saturday, against an opponent that will be named tomorrow night. Okay. Or tomorrow, and the Dowling boys will be playing Des Moines East at Dowling on Thursday, February 17th. That will be their final regular okay. season game, and then yep. they'll play on Monday, February 21st against Des Moines North. So, do, do we have that Thursday game also? We do not. Okay. We do not. Yep. So we're going to get a break, get a week. Yep. I may uh, take some sun time like you did down in Florida or wherever you're, uh, the plane takes you. Good, yeah. Now, uh, did you mention earlier, Mark, that uh, Maroons might be without uh, Carson tonight? Is that right? Yeah, we didn't. We we heard coming in and getting set up here that the the flu that you kind of uncovered on Friday night with the Stewart boys, the twins, uh, they had the stomach flu at at Urbandale. Did not. We noticed it. And. I don't know if he'll be available or not. Uh, we have to watch. Yeah, he, uh, they're down there. At least Ben's down there. Yeah. And yeah, Charlie, I think, is in uniform. Okay, but Carson Brown will not play yeah. tonight for Dallin. He has that stomach flu that's being passed around. That does happen to teams. You know that as well as anybody. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what the Maroons will be doing. What's the, without a starter, that means Colin Clark will get his first varsity start uh, tonight against the Ankeny Jaguars. Colin, yeah, good for a six, him. 6'1 junior, and, of course, his parents are sitting right to our left and uh i don't know who's taking credit mom or the dad for the play of caitlin clark what a highlight rule and what recognition she's got nationally when you cross over the the men's basketball and the women she's got recognition what a game she had against michigan in a losing cause yeah no the team got down by 25 in the third quarter and then she uh she sort of single-handedly brought the hawkeye women back the other night scored 25 points in the uh, in the second half, Hawks fell a little bit short. They were shorthanded with some, a couple starters down that night. But Caitlin has uh, taken it to the next level, obviously, and she's uh, her future in uh, basketball, college and beyond, is unbelievable. Now you probably heard uh, uh, my uh, color commentator for the girls, Jimmy Catalo, ask Coach Steel King, "Hey, does Colin have the the green light pass logo?" Well, there's no logo here at Centennial on their floor. They just have the volleyball marking so it's not like he probably would have a short leash if he starts doing that like his older sister does fantastic <laughs> how about that yeah we got four minutes tip off and we're going to take a break we'll come back with the starting lineups and zedeker going to be on or not <laughs> we'll come back with starting lineups as uh Allen girls and their parents are gathered where we're at here at the AP Centennial Gym, right behind the scores tables. And we'll take a break, come back with starting lineups. Ankeny Centennial and Dowling Catholic. The Maroons are 6-11 and 11 on the year. They're the number three seed in their sub-state. And Ankeny Centennial, under nine year, ninth-year head coach Bob Fontana, their record's 9-7. and seven. We'll come back with the starting lineups for the boys' game. But first, the final of the girls' game once again. 
Yankee Centennial defeating Dowling 41-31 in game one. Game two, the, the starting lineups are next here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. My brother doesn't want to get confirmed. Is it okay for my parents to make him anyway? Would your parents make your brother get married or be ordained a priest if he didn't want to? I doubt it. But confirmation is just as big a deal. It's not just graduating from religious education classes. It's making a commitment to follow Christ and remain faithful to Him and His church. How do you think God would feel if someone walked up to the bishop to be confirmed but had no intention of keeping the commitment to God that confirmation implies? Probably about as good as someone who just found out their spouse was lying when he or she was saying their wedding vows. And if someone doesn't want to be confirmed, then it's not a good idea to force them into a situation where they would be lying to God. But that doesn't mean we're powerless. Prayer will move mountains. Just have faith and trust in God. He won't let you down. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And welcome back to the Ankeny Centennial Gym. Place is rocking on a uh, Tuesday night. We normally don't get crowds like this. Uh, Steve Davini is crowds on Tuesday nights a little bit low because kids are home studying and they just don't come out. But tonight, place is rocking and rolling. It's senior night for the Jaguars. And uh, it's Dowling and Ankeny. Ankeny Centennial, the only time these two teams play during the regular season. And we know on the boys' side, they have different sub-states. Girls' side will be determined. We probably, they probably will have different regionals tomorrow. But uh, playing the Jags and the Maroons have, uh, you know, led, led lead this series seven to three since started since it started back in 2014 when Centennial was built and started playing. Dallas won seven of the last eight boys games, so we're in for a good one tonight. Yeah, no, it'll be exciting to uh, to see. Uh, you had mentioned that uh, Centennial boys. We're in the top ten, but recently I think maybe dropped out. They're the in. 10. They're in what they call the receiving votes right. this week. Right. Yes. Yep. And so it's a, um, it's a really really formidable uh, team, and uh, you know with Carson Brown being out for, for for stomach flu reasons, I would think that the Maroons are going to have to play very very well to uh, to have a chance tonight. Yeah, they are, and uh, the Maroons have been playing very well, with the exception of last Monday's game. Uh, we may need some light. I may need your phone here for some light. <laughs> they, they, they dim the lights here, Steve, during the uh, pregame. And uh, thank you, sir. Yep. And let's take a look at the starting lineup tonight. First of all, for Dowling Catholic, the Maroons come in with a record of 6-11. and 11. The head coach is Clay Field King in his first year. He's assisted by Nick Wagner and Jimmy Nahas. And, of course, Kevin O'Hare also on the bench. And Dowling will be in wearing their uh, road gray uniforms with black numbers. And the Maroons will start this lineup at one guard, Davis Sheck, a 5'11 junior. He'll wear number 11 at one guard. The other guard is Joey Coppola, a 5'10 sophomore. He'll wear number 15. And the third guard for Dowling is Drew Morrow, a 6'0 junior. Leads the team with 38 made threes. He'll wear number 25. At one forward tonight, getting his first start of the year, that's Colin Clark, a 6'1 junior. He'll wear number 41. Colin starting in place of Carson Brown, who's out with the stomach virus, and he will not play or dress tonight. And at center for the Maroons is Jalen Pettis, 6'3", senior. He'll wear number 43. Again, it's Sheck, Capola, Morrow, Clark, and Pettis, the five that start for Dowling. Off the bench, we'll see Jack Odie and Mata Brewer in the posts. 
Charlie Stewart, if he can go, may play. He's also got that stomach virus, along with Quincy Ferguson, will come off the bench for Dowling. The Maroons come in averaging 58 points on offense. They give up just under 56 points on defense. Uh, the Maroons snapped a four-game losing streak last Tuesday, a week from today, against Ottumwa, and then uh, had losses to number one Ames, number six Ankeny, Waukee, and Johnson before beating Ottumwa. And then they beat Urbandale in double overtime on Friday, 54-51 in two overtimes at the Urbandale gym. Again, the Maroons' record is 6-11. and 11. Now for uh, Ankeny Centennial, the head coach is Bob Fontana. He's an Ankeny native, longtime coach, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and came here and started the program here at Centennial nine years ago. He's assisted by Riley Cadage, Luke Donato, and Jeff Kelling, and former Dowling head coach Joe Cadage, a volunteer assistant in the program. Coach Fontana in his ninth year here at Centennial, 132 wins, 66 67 losses, and overall he's coached 32 years. And the uh, Jaguars will start at one guard, Jackson Snyder, six-foot senior, wearing number four. The point guard is Caden Kelling, a six-foot senior. He'll wear number five. He's also – they're both captains. Snyder and Kelling are both the two captains. At one forward is Chase Shuddy, a six-six sophomore for Centennial. He'll wear number 30. In the center is 6'8 sophomore Reese Robinson, leads team in rebounds and block shots, who wore number 35. And that's just four of the starters. It'll be a Snyder, Kelling, Robinson, and Shetty. Four. The fifth starter will either be Chris Lewis, a 6'1 senior, or Luke Winkle. Yes, his dad is Chris Winkle, the one and only, a Grandview uh, coach, and heck of a golf coach there at uh, Grandview University. He and his uh, wife, Jackie. Chris is the uh, longtime 19-year golf coach at Grandview University. Did he coach you there, Hall of Famer? Were you taking some lessons from him? Mark, you're the same age as I am. I, I was there 97 years ago. Okay. I, I just want to be sure. <laughs> so we're waiting on that last starter for Akeny Centennial, as we don't know if uh, Lewis will start. Lewis has been starting. He's their leading scorer, averaging 11.5 points, 2.5 rebounds. Again, a 6-1 senior wearing number one. But uh, Coach Fontana, in my hour-long conversation on catch-up, uh, playing catch-up with him, as he and I were uh, the coaches down at Carlisle back in the 90s when you were at Grandview, I believe, or somewhere about. I was refereeing your games. And yes, you were. I had to throw both of you out that night. But <laughs> Which time? I'm teasing. <laughs> between, between you and Tom Fetkether and a few others, they oh. probably did. There's a name from the past. Tom. The Keller's still going around. He does that. Yeah. Crazy. All right. They do start Chris Lewis, so he gets to start tonight for uh, Centennial at guard. That answers that question. Centennial has four seniors on their roster with Chris Lewis, Jackson Snyder, Caden Kellen. Of course, Snyder and Kellen, the two captains, and uh, Kellen Nielsen. Will come off the bench. Nielsen is 6'6 senior. There are four seniors on this uh, Jaguar team as they get set to uh, take on Dowling. They'll be wearing their home white uniforms and Dowling wearing their road dark uniforms as the lights appear. Ever since Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls invented that great introduction, lights go down, spotlight on. We see that at some of the high schools that can afford that kind of yeah. apparatus. Yeah. Steve? No, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, that 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 goes back uh, 20 plus years ago. But you're right, that that was probably the first team that ever did that. 
Actually, I think the wrestlers did that first, the spotlight and such. Speaking of wrestling, Dallin wrestlers start their postseason tomorrow night up here at Ankeny, but down at Ankeny High School, they will take on Urbandale, and the winner will take on the higher-seeded Ankeny Hawks. So for the uh, first-round winner, it'll be a double duel, and we're off and running here, tip one and controlled by the Jaguars. They go right to left or south to north here at the Jaguar gym. Underneath an owl turnover as backing inside was Reese Robinson. Loses the basketball, and it's stolen away by Dowling. So Maroons in the front court, and they're off first offensive possession. Joined us late, it was Centennial defeating Dowling 41-31 in game one, the girls' game. And underneath Morrow, he shot up and blocked. And out of bounds, it'll be Dowling basketball. I like how the Maroons attack the glass, make sure Ankeny's playing, Centennial's playing defense, and they are. Yeah, both teams early on man-to-man, but uh, good aggressiveness there by uh, Drew. Dowling gets the ball out to Clark, who makes his first start tonight for the Maroons. Colin, pass goes right side to Sheck. Now the left side, Drew Morrow. Between the circles, he's guarded by Jackson Snyder, one of the captains for Ankeny, number four. Has run away, no score. Okay, just about 20 seconds here. Or check that, uh, 40 seconds here in the first quarter. Dowling... With the ball, and now Clark is tripped, and they got a whistle and a foul called. Is it a foul? Uh-huh. Yes, Chad Schellmeyer will come over. Fouls on Ankeny. Yeah, I don't think uh, Coach Fontana didn't like that, but he, he said he was tripped, so yeah. the foul is on. Number 44, Kellen Nielsen. Jaguar or Jaguars play man-to-man, Dowling with the ball. Corner three up, no good. Missed everything that time in the corner by Capola, and the rebound out of bounds to Centennial. Wow. A little long on the shot. Maybe a little too much adrenaline here early, but uh, Dowling, real patient, running from clock. Didn't get anything out of the possession. Oh, well, they certainly didn't. Well, the Jags with it. They work in the lane. A shot off balance, no good by Snyder, and the rebound comes out to Dowling. Jaguars with Lewis, Snyder, Kelling, Reese Robinson, and Kellen Nielsen. Shuddy coming off the bench now for head coach Bob Tom Fontana. And underneath, Jalen Pettis reverse laid up good over Nielsen. Good dish in the paint there by uh, Davis Sheck on the assist. Good ball movement and good player movement there by the Maroons. Two to nothing, Dowling. And now whistling a foul on Hanshek. On Dowling. They're going to get, yeah. Napola. So Joey picks up his first foul. And it'll be Jaguar basketball underneath. They get it into Lewis. Up top it goes to Kelling. Coming off the ball screen. Works the right side. Can't find a seam to the basket. Underneath a shot up and good. Dribble penetration by co-captain Jackson Snyder, who scores for the Jaguars. Big physical player. Broad shoulders, six foot tall. And uh, he might be a handful as he gets going north and south tonight. Under six minutes to play, first quarter. We're tied at two, Dowling and Ankeny Centennial. If you joined us late, Centennial girls defeated Dowling 41-31. In game one, reverse layup by Morrow, no good on the baseline. Went right to left. Challenged by the Jaguars. Another but... great backdoor cut and good feed by uh, by Jalen. Right, here's Snyder for three, top of the key, no good. Battling for the rebound. Jalen Pettis tips it over to Sheck and Dowling with the rebound and the basketball in the front court. Morrow on the baseline. And a man defense once again by Centennial. They put uh, Kellen Nielsen, the 6'6 senior, on Dowling's post player. And now underneath Coppola. 
Finds Clark. Can't get the shot off. Now Morrow will shoot right wing and off the mark. No good. Safe from going out of bounds by Dowling. Heads up play that time good by save. the Maroons. Yeah. That was Capola. Good hustle by Capola. to get the uh, errant shot and then throw it off the leg of a Santana player. So Maroons will retain possession. Offensive board. We're tracking those by Joey Capola. Capola with the basketball. Maroons inbound the ball. Under five minutes to play, first quarter here at the Jaguar Gym. Pretty good crowd for a Tuesday night. It was almost like a Friday night crowd with yep. the fans here. And then here's Clark in the lane. It shot up and good. Colin Clark with the first his first basket as a starter, and it's 4-2 Dowling. Coming off a high ball screen there by uh, Jalen Pettis. Now a long three by Nielsen off top of key. No good. Offensive rebound, and a putback is blocked. That's Robinson with it, and now a foul called on Dowling. Says our official. That'll be on the floor. They're going to be out of bounds. Looks like Jalen Pettis with a hold. You are correct. Pettis picks up the foul. And now the Jaguars with Easton Pratt in the lineup. As Coach Fontana goes to his bench. Now underneath, a shot up and good. That was Reese Robinson. With the basket, he was battling there for the original possession. And now, after the foul, he finally gets the fall. Tied at four, Dowling and Centennial. Morrow, backdoor cut, layup is up and good. Oh, hitting the ground hard is the Dowling. Hit hit the back of his head. Yeah, and I think he's going to be fine. Is that Coppola? Coppola. And he made a nice cut and scored. Outstanding backdoor cut. Now, Joey getting the outstanding pass by Davis Sheck. Capola will attempt the traditional three-point play. So Robinson picks up the foul. Capola will go to the line, and they're going to make sure he's all right. He got hit hard. He says he's all right. Keep an eye on him. As the basket is good, and Capola with an and one here. He eyes a bucket, and the free throw good. Nice to see some confidence at the free throw line from Joey. Keep an eye on him. Seven to four, Dowling with his largest lead of three. As we approach the four-minute mark of the first quarter from the Jaguar gym here in Ankeny. And down court is Lewis. And we got an illegal screen against Centennial. Offensive foul, and they're going to call it. No, they, it's they, not. They called the dribble penetration. They called it a hook. They called a hook on Chris yeah, Lewis. Yeah, I didn't see it, but Coach Fontana did not argue. So Dowling with the basketball on the Jaguar turnover. That is the third team foul on Centennial, two on Dowling. Pola feeds inside. That's uh, Clark. Maroons thus far in the game, Mark, are moving extremely well without the ball. Great well, some opportunities. Back doors right and left. There's Morrow with it. Jump stops. Now gets it over to Capola. Joey goes, comes around to Jalen Pettis' ball screen. to check for three. It's off the mark. No good. Ball slapped out to Dowling. Had a good look there. Just missed it. Certainly did. The Maroons keep possession here. Now underneath, and a shot off the glass, good. And that was uh, in traffic, heavy traffic. He and Pettis were uh, tied up in there, and Drew with his first two points of the night. 9-4, Dowling by five. Largest lead for the Maroons is right now. And they work underneath. That's Snyder for Centennial shooting the score. That's his fourth point, 9-6. Now pull-up jumper up and off the rim. No good by the Maroons. Standing <laughs> shot fake by Capola. Capola in the lane. 
He did Turnover. a nice he did a nice head fake and now steal by Dowling. Here's Drew Marl, leads the team in steals. Does Drew with 23, make it 24. He lob inside to Pettis. Now he's got double team. In the corner it goes. Clark for three. Up no good. And a rebound out to Centennial. And, and Snyder. Runes hustle back on defense. Leading by three. And now we got Palming the basketball yeah. on Snyder. Comes two subs for the Maroons. Mark Quincy. Another, another turnover for Ankeny. Centennial. Yep. yep. Uh, Quincy Ferguson and Charlie Stewart in the, in the ballgame. So sitting down for Dowling will be Joey Coppola and Colin Clark. Quincy Ferguson. Good to see Charlie out there. He's battling that stomach virus. And he did not play last Friday night, as you caught on. Missing uh, in action. We saw him, and then he was gone. Yeah, you saw him in the hallway between games. But Charlie back in tonight. He says, stem the tide on that stomach virus. But he passed it on to everybody else. <laughs> making his way through the Dowling program. Here's Maroons. They're really making Centennial guard right now with this backdoor cut. Well, that's one thing you do. You come up to Ankeny Centennial, and you got DeYoung. Yeah. They'll just guard you. On the girls' game, and then Fontana's boys will do it on the boys' side, and we're seeing that. 9-6 Dowling, a minute 45 remaining, first quarter. Mark Amadale, Steve Devenny here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Jennifer Phelps on our is our studio producer. Here's Pettis at the free throw line, guarded by Reese Robinson. Pettis goes down the lane, inside pivot, can't get a shot off. Leaves it for Ferguson, reverse layup up, and it's partially blocked, no good. Robinson got a piece of it. Good patience by the Maroons. Rebound Centennial. And underneath Lewis is shot up and good. The basket will count. A foul on Dowling. And Dowling getting beat in transition there. Lewis with his first basket. Yeah, D- Davis check a little bit late on the defensive help. And uh, perhaps should have let him have a, have a layup there. But good play there by the, uh, by the Centennial Jags. And the free throw is good by Lewis. So he has all three of his first his points tonight for the first time. Here comes Mata Brua. And for uh, Jalen Pettis. So we're tied at nine. You mentioned the substitution. Brewer coming in the final minute 22, giving Pettis a blow. Our officials tonight, Chad Schellmeyer, Jeff Osborne, and Dante Terry. Ferguson in the front court to Stewart. Pasco's in the corner to Sheck. Now to Stewart. Charlie, one on two. is shot up. No good. Rebound comes out to Centennial. Lewis with it in the corner. This is Easton Pratt for three. Good. Pratt off the bench for three. The 6'5 junior shoots and scores for Centennial. That is his 13th three of the year. Not a bad job coming off the bench and heating it right up. Centennial by three. Their first lead of the night. Here's Marl. Step back. Won't shoot the three. Now Will, right wing. Hits the back iron. No good. And a rebound Easton Pratt and Centennial. Jaguars in transition. Chase Shetty in there now. Now, shot off the glass. No good by Kelling. Rebound Dowling and Ferguson. Rins will set up. See if they can shoot and hold it. Ball hold the ball rather for the final shot here in the final 25 seconds of the first quarter. 12-9 Centennial. Charlie Stewart with it. Dribbles against Easton Pratt in the lane. Leaves it for Morrow. The ball tipped out of bounds by Lewis. And it should be Dowling basketball. It will be with nine seconds remaining here, Steve. See what they got for an out-of-balance play. As Drew Morrow will throw it in. Plenty of time, 9.1. Gets it out to Sheck right in front of the scorer's table. Now to Quincy Ferguson with five seconds. Tomorrow, head fake at top of the 3-3. Three, three, it's no good. 
And we've come to the end of the first quarter with the score. Yankee Centennial 12, Dowling Catholic 9. Along with Steve Devaney, I'm Mark Amadale. Uh, earlier tonight, the Dowling Girls and Ankeny Centennial played. It was Centennial defeating the Dowling Girls 41-31 here at the Jaguar Gym. Back in one minute with the start of the second quarter here on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO... You receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com Hey, we're back here at the Ankeny Centennial Gym. Started the second quarter, dialing with the basketball as... Yankee Centennial with the lead, 12-9. Dowling's first offense is set. Here's Sheck with it. Sheck, Charlie Stewart, Jalen Pettis back in there. Underneath, they lob it to, Lewis, or to uh, Pettis. His layup is good from the left block. Outstanding. Once again, uh, Mark, the Maroons only turned the ball over once in the first quarter. This is as patient as I've seen the Maroons all season tonight so far. Pettis with his fourth point of the night. He sat out that final minute and 20 seconds of the first quarter. And started the second quarter. Amada Brua back on the bench. Now Lewis goes through traffic. He misses the layup. It's no good. Break for the Maroons. And the rebound, Dowling and Joey Coppola. Coppola coming off a ball screen by Pettis. Leaves it for Sheck in the corner, in the baseline rather, to uh, Pettis. Now out to Colin Clark. He gets the start. Now Sheck for three. Up off the back iron. No good. Perimeter shooting. A little cold tonight for Dowling. Rebound off to Centennial. They lead by one, and they have the basketball. On the night mark, uh, Maroons 0 for 6 from beyond the arc. So that lid's on. Wasn't the layup up and good by Jackson Snyder. He attacked the rim there and scored his sixth point. Now Dowling the other way. Clark puts the hustles down. Gets the pass and is fouled on the play. Good transition there by the Maroons. On the miss by uh, by Centennial, they mu- they must have called that before the shot. Uh, look, look, man, look to me like he was going up for the shot. Chase Shetty picked up the foul. Six sophomore comes off the bench tonight. He's been starting, but on senior night, Coach Fontana started all four of his seniors. Runs it with the ball. They trail fourteen to eleven. Dribbling baseline. That's Drew Marl draws the foul to be out of bounds to Dowling. And there was the foul on Luke Winkle, who checks in. We just talked about his dad, Chris, a longtime Grandview golf coach, Grandview University golf coach in yeah. his 19th year. Only a sophomore, Luke Winkle. Yeah. Luke had an older brother, was played basketball, didn't play this year. All right, three-point centennial lead. 
Pettis underneath, a little up and under. Good. He went right around Chase Shetty. Outstanding shot fake to get him off his feet. And then, uh, as you say, up and under for the for the W or for the two. So Jalen Pettis with his six point. And it's 14-13. Centennial by one. Lewis picks up his dribble. Now leaves it for Luke Winkle. Winkle has the ball stolen away into the hands of Pettis. Down court, Dowling two on one. And Drew Morrow with the shot. And the slam dunk by Pettis. And a timeout, Ankeny Centennial. That was supposed to be in basket interference, but yeah. the ball was off the rim, and Pennis with the slam dunk. Wow. Offensive rebound, slam. That's something you did a lot in the high school at the Roundhouse in Lincoln, right? They're asking, uh, Centennial's asking for uh, offensive, uh, like, like you said, uh, basket interference. Yeah. And uh, they well, must have thought that the ball came back out of the cylinder. Yeah, and Ankeny Centennial sitting right underneath that, right by that basket. They have a much better view than you and I. And there's no monitor in high school. No, there's not. We have a shot clock Thank coming next year. there's no monitor. Shot yeah. clock coming next year, but no monitor, so they can't review it. 15-14, Dowling takes the lead. Centennial burns a timeout. They have four remaining. <laughs> move. Boy. Drew Morrow went in from the left side, banked, or shot the ball off the glass, and it, was, you know, it wasn't rolling around, but it was kind of hanging on the yeah. lip, and then Pettis comes in and flushes it in. Yeah, came off a little long, to your point, and... Uh, Oh, yeah, good, good defense by the Moons. Capola forced the turnover. Drew Morrow underneath. His shot's no good. Bodies flying all over. And the rebound out to Centennial. With the basketball, Snyder gets it in the corner. That's Easton Pratt for three. No good. And rebound Dowling and Charlie Stewart. 15-14, Dowling by one. And underneath, Capola, and he's fouled before the shot, says Chad Schellmeyer. Good aggressiveness again by the Maroons. When they can turn that corner, they have tonight so far, and they've really forced the action well. Fouls on uh, Reese Robinson, their starting center with his second foul. Pettis with it. Looking for a backdoor cut, and I'll get it out to Drew Morrow. Five minutes remaining in the half. Dowling by one, and Maroons with the basketball. It's Joey Coppola, Drew Morrow, Colin Clark, Jalen Pettis. And Charlie Stewart, the five on the floor, underneath Pettis. And he got too deep underneath the basket. His shot's blocked out of bounds. Yeah, Jalen, you know, you lose track of where the block is. He got way down towards the uh, baseline and had no angle, and it was, his shot was blocked. Yeah. In, in addition, they brought a double team there to help, and uh, Maroons are fortunate to retain possession out of bounds on the baseline. You mentioned that, Steve. The Maroons bring the double team. Anytime Pettis gets the ball in the paint, they're double teaming Underneath, and that's uh, Drew Morrow with the shot. It's no good. And the rebound out to Centennial and Chase Shuddy. This is Snyder with it. He puts on a move. His shot's no good. Ball slapped around and rebounded by Dowling and Coppola. Joey digs it out. He runs the point for Dowling. Get it in the front court. Here's Charlie Stewart with it in front of the Centennial bench. Now reverses dribble, and it's stolen away. Stolen away by Shuddy. One on two. Shuddy with the right hand. Scoop shot up and good. Chase Shuddy off the bench with his first two points. Only the uh, second turnover by the Maroons tonight, which led to then uh, a fast break opportunity for Centennial. So if the Maroons continue to take care of it, uh, they'll limit opportunities like that in transition. 16-15, Centennial by one. Under four minutes to play here in the second quarter from the Ankeny Centennial gym tonight. Mark Amadale, Steve Devinney in game two. They lob it inside. And Clark's uh, pass was too low and it was tipped away, intended for Charlie Stewart on the left block. 
So the Jaguars come away with it. Luke Winkle in there and a long three up and good. Kelling for three, and that'll call the timeout for Dowling, and it'll be a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it here. 19-15, Centennial by four, and uh, that was a transition three, and the Jaguars can shoot that. We know they can shoot in transition, and now all of a sudden they get the uh, lid off the basket. Yeah, as we talked about, the first quarter the Maroons had just one turnover, and the last two possessions they've turned it over each time. And that has led to runout opportunities for uh, the Jaguars. And that last time, the Maroons did not identify that shooter. And uh, quick time out there by Coach Fielke to uh, see if they can get uh, the train back on the tracks. Full court pressure now by uh, Centennial out of the timeout. Yeah, it is. A little different wrinkle. Maroons get it across the timeline. Marl's pass to uh, Colin Clark. And now he's double team. Ball loose. And Sheck picks it up. Mata Brua back in the ball game. So Dowling brings Sheck and Brua into the lineup. Charlie Stewart and Pettis check out. Here's Capola with it, right side. And Centennial stays man to man. Yep. Here's Capola, right side on the baseline, looking for a seed. Tried to get underneath the Mata Brua, couldn't. Now gives it tomorrow, left wing. Three minutes remaining in the first half 19 15 Centennial. Dowling with the ball, left to right towards the south basket here at uh, Ankeny Centennial High School in the northwest part of the city of Ankeny. Mark Amadil, Steve Devinney, Jennifer Phelps, our studio producer. Friday night will be at the Johnson Gym for the final regular season doubleheader. Now a corner three by Dowling, up and good, and that is Capola left wide open. Yeah, Coppola Centennial went. player went for the interception, left him five on four on defense. Clark to Capola for the for the for nice look. 19-18. Jags by one. And the basketball. Winkle with it. Luke, dribble handoff, goes to Snyder, one of the co-captains. Shot in the lane. No good by Snyder. Rebound Dowling. This is Capola with it. Dribbles into the front court. Montabrua with it. Left baseline. He can shoot the three. Won't do it. See if Dowling gets in their offense here with a minute 55 remaining in the half as Charlie Stewart gets set to check in in the next dead ball. Ankeny coming with Easton Pratt set to check in, along with Chris Lewis. Here's Sheck with it. Now to Brua. The right elbow. Takes the uh, shot. Now goes around. Shetty in the lane. Pull-up jumper. No good. And the rebound, Centennial. Minute 30 remaining. Underneath, spinning. Kelling in the lane. Leaves it for his teammate. Shot up and no good. Foul on Dowling. As Shetty's shot is no good. I think they get Mata for the foul. Let's see. It is. So with a minute and a half remaining here in the first half, 19-18 Centennial, and the Jags at the line for two. Good ball game so far, Mark. Maroons are really doing a good job taking care of the ball for the most part. And the first free throw no good by Chase Shetty. He has two points tonight. Tonight's game in the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, sponsored in part by Mercy One. The Catholic Tuition Organization and Skeffingtons and some uh, substitutions for Dowling. Yeah, uh, Quincy Ferguson, Charlie Stewart back in, and uh, the third one is uh, Jack Odie for the first time tonight. Pressure by Centennial in the backcourt, man-to-man, and Dowling breaks it. Here's Marl. He's double-teamed. Gets to Stewart, top of the key. 
And now a long three up off the back iron. No good. Rebound Charlie Stewart and saves it before hitting the deck. Two. Outstanding rebound. Jackson, Jack Odie, who's in there. Wow. Quick, quick jumper, Charlie yeah. is. Yes, he is. There's Brewer with it, looking for a dribble handoff. Now gets to Odie. Jack on the baseline, cut off. Leaves it for Brewer for three up off the rim, no good. And the rebound, Centennial and Jackson Snyder. So the lid still on the basket. Open look, great ball movement, and uh, just couldn't get it to go. So here is Centennial with the basketball with 35 seconds remaining here in the uh, first half. And we're scheduled to have Coach Kristen Meyer from the Dowling Girls Basketball. The girls Basketball head coach join us here at halftime, maybe a guest or two at halftime of the boys' game. Jaguars spreading the floor. Final 15 seconds are going to try for the final shot. This is Kelling with it in the lane. Shot off the glass, no good. The tip up and in by Chase Shuddy. He followed that nicely for his fourth point. Outstanding follow. Three seconds to go on the half mark. Here's Ferguson. He'll launch a long three. It's no good. Rolls off the rim, and we go to halftime with Ankeny Centennial leading Dowling 21-18 as the Jaguars and Dowling play to a 9-9 second quarter as we go to halftime with the Jags leading 21-18, Steve. Yeah, once again, uh, good half. In my opinion, if the Maroons are going to hang around, which they have so far, they need to play kind of a – uh, deliberate style, if you will. They've been incredibly patient. They're probably averaging six, seven, eight passes per uh, possession. And I think that served them well so far. Haven't turned it over. There's three turnovers in the first half by the Maroons, which is uh, a season low, I'm sure. All right, we'll go to halftime with the score. Ankeny Centennial 21, Dowling Catholic 18. The girls game tonight won by Ankeny Centennial. 41-31 in game one of our Little Boy Doubleheader, along with Steve Devenny. I'm Mark Amadale. Our thanks to Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, and dental associates who support our broadcast each and every night, and we appreciate them. We'll be back to the Centennial Gym with our halftime guest, Dowling Girls Head Basketball Coach Kristen Meyer will join us here at halftime on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say that we should stop opposing things like abortion and homosexual unions because there's simply nothing we can do about it? You can't prevent that stuff. It's inevitable. So just accept it. Well, G.K. Chesterton says the other word for inevitability is impenitence. We have let ourselves be dominated by the notion that there's no turning back. This idea is rooted in materialism and the denial of free will. Now this modern refusal to undo what has been done is not only an intellectual fault, it is a moral fault also. It is not merely our mental inability to understand the mistake we have made, it's also our spiritual refusal to admit that we have made a mistake. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org And welcome back to the Dowling Catholic Gym alongside Steve DeVinny, Mark Amadale. Halftime of the boys game between Dowling Catholic and Ankeny Centennial. And the Jaguars lead it 
to 18 over Dowling Catholic, and we're now joined by the girls' head basketball coach at Dowling, winding down the regular season, and that is uh, Coach Kristen Meyer. Coach, thanks for joining us. You see yeah, how, definitely. See how press row is here at Ankeny. We're probably going to put you over there. It's all right. These aren't bad seats, though. You're missing the outstanding dance performers here at Centennial. As they, it is uh, not me, so that's why it is outstanding. <laughs> They're doing a great job. It's great to see all the yeah. athletic talent we have in our schools here in the state of Iowa, and that's one of them. And the Whoa, Jaguar girls did a great job. But Coach, a tough night against a tough team. We knew it was going to be tough with uh, Scott DeYoung and his defense, and it's always a struggle just to get in the 30s. And a uh, 41-31 loss to uh, a number three seed right now, and that's Ankeny Centennial. But talk about the game. It was a game that you were trying to come back at the end, but it was just uh, you just ran out of time. And you got to credit Centennial; they they had that stifling defense, and that that forced your team to be in different some precarious situations with the shot. Yeah, as you mentioned, Centennial always plays really good defense, and we just dug ourselves too big of a hole. Being down ten at half, only with eleven points, it's hard to come back and, and overcome that. And we got it within five in the second half, making a little push and then missed a couple free throws, had a couple turnovers and things. Um, you know, it was one of those games that I was talking to the other coaches afterwards. It kind of looked like juniors and seniors playing against mostly inexperienced, you know, young, younger players. And, and we had our chances, um, just a couple things defensively that we gave up uh, that hurt us. And then offensively. We didn't get many open shots, but when you got one, you got to knock it down. And, and we didn't shoot real great tonight, but a lot of that's due to Centennial's defense. Sure. Hey, uh, Coach, you haven't faced them this year, have you? This no, this time. is our first, first time. First and only. Yep. I would guess that this game will give you guys something to grow from. You haven't seen that kind of defensive pressure or intensity all year. And I've known Scott for a long time and it's a fist fight you know yeah. sometimes you have to rely on the officials to, to make those calls because it's going to be really physical but talk about the fact that your kids might take something away from that experience yeah definitely and i thought they let the game get really physical in the first half i thought they started calling a few more fouls second half we had a free throw line um but i told the girls at halftime that, that we were just getting pushed over and when we we were waiting for the officials to save us you need to step up, go get the ball, rip it out with two hands. You know, if they're letting it be more physical, then be more physical. And so it took us a little bit to adjust. I thought in the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, we started adjusting better, and that's when we closed the gap. But as I said before, you just you can't get down early. And and as you mentioned, I mean, Scott always has a great, well-coached team. They play great defense, and I thought they really executed on both ends of the floor really well tonight. We're visiting with uh, Kristen Meyer, the head girls basketball coach at Dowling Catholic, following the game tonight here at Ankeny Centennial. It was third-ranked Centennial defeating Dowling 41-31 in that girls game. And, Coach, uh, that sets up your final regular season doubleheader, and that is uh, Friday uh, night. Friday will be, yep. Yeah, doubleheader against Johnson for the yep. second time. And uh, But between now and then, practice will be coming out. You're going to be at least number one seed, I'm guessing. And uh, that's something to look forward to. But you also have back-to-back going on Friday at Johnson and then Saturday up to Cedar Falls. I remember a very successful trip with you in postseason at Cedar Falls. You're going back to Tiger Country. Yeah, you know, it's one of those that when we scheduled it, that was the date that worked out. And and we know Friday will be a a tough one against Johnson. And then you turn around and play another team that will probably be back in the top 15 rankings um, this week. So... We're excited to play. We want to play good competition. Even tonight, we talked afterwards in the locker room. You know, you never want to lose, but we got to play a great team. 
and that's why you play games. You don't want 20, 30 point wins or losses. You want to go play the best competition, and and that's where you learn a little about a little bit about yourself and really just get to enjoy the game. So yeah, we got two more coming up this week that should be a lot of fun for us. We hope we come away with hopefully two wins, uh, but we'll kind of see. And as Steve mentioned, uh, Coach. Uh, you know your team growing and learning from these, and I know they're frustrated. You got a, you got five freshmen in the mix with those juniors and seniors. Nobody wants to lose. They hate losing, but if they learn from them and say, "Hey, this is what they caused us to do tonight that we didn't like," what are we going to do about it? Now, sometimes it takes a year to get that out of your system, but they're going to bounce back and take on number one Johnson. What do you think the mentality will be over? at the Johnson Gym with this young group for the second time in 10 days. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I thought the second half of the Johnson game, we came out and competed much better. Um, it was a little bit like tonight where early on, it, it takes us a little bit to adjust. So hopefully we can, you know, learn from this game, learn from our, our first game against Johnson last week and come out a little bit better so we don't dig ourselves a hole. Because, you know, a team like Centennial or Johnson, it's just too hard to dig yourself back out of that hole. We need to just come out with a, a little bit more consistency to start. And in this league, Coach, as you know better than we do, you have to coach the team, but there's not a lot of gimmies, right? I mean, every night you face a formidable opponent with, with good athletes, good scorers. And I just think that to a credit to you guys and your kids, you've put together a remarkable season for having this many young kids. And I know that you're not satisfied with that, but what do you need to do? What do you need to tweak going forward now into the postseason? You know, we'll watch film tonight. It's one of those, I was talking to other coaches. There's, we're still making some freshman mistakes, but we have freshmen. And so it, it's which one of those can you, can you improve and learn? Um, you know, and I think it's both on the defensive end and offensive end, because we're not going to fix everything. And the game just speeds up when you're under the bright lights, you know, and you're going against a good team. But we have to be able to just tighten up a couple things. We don't have anything that's really killing us right now. It's just little things. And it's more awareness. It's more talk. If we're running a set play, everyone needs to be on the same page. It's defensively. They start running their sets. we got to recognize earlier and get people where we practice to get to. And so, you know, that's the tough thing. I mean, our effort, our intensity, like, it's there. Our kids are working their tails off. Um, you know, when you get open shots, you got to hit them. How much better are we going to get at shooting in two days? But, but it's just tightening up a few things of our turnovers, running our set plays a little bit better, and then defensively, we can't have oh-no moments. We're visiting with Kristen Meyer, the head girls basketball coach at Dowling Catholic here at halftime at Centennial. What a light show we have here at <laughs> halftime. pretty good. This yeah. is good. The student, I'll tell you what, students across the state of Iowa, right here in central Iowa, do a great job. A light show. The lights are down here, and they've got their musical instruments. Glow in the dark. I thought the last time I saw that was when the Divinity's grandchild uh, had it in his living room. Is that right? Similar tools. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's a really good job by the whatever group this is by Centennial. It's putting on yeah. a good show for the, for the band. Halftime score is uh, Centennial 21, Dowling 18 here at the Centennial Gym as we're entertained here. And they're going to get a great round of applause right in the show. But, uh, you know, Coach Meyer, the one thing I see about your team, and I, I saw Julia Moore, Emma, and we were out there Saturday for a, a freshman orientation, taking okay. my daughter. I saw some of your kids doing their service hours. Oh, yeah. One thing they like to do, they want to compete. They want to get back on that horse. And, of course, that was after the win over Irvindale, but that Johnson went, that Johnson lost. 
and they want to compete against Johnson and get better, and they will. Jim Fee and Comfrey will make them get better, but mm-hmm. now they know what it takes at that level. They're going to see that again. That'll be an interesting matchup Friday night. I like, I like how Dowling goes on the road, and these girls are fearless. They, they love to compete. Yeah, I, you know, we're excited for Friday. It's one of those – Johnson's a very, very good team, and I think – I hope we learned a few things when we played them last Monday that we just need to do a little bit better. Um, and you never know. You got nothing to lose. You know, you come out, we, yep. we got to play with a little bit more confidence, a little bit more toughness, a little bit more precision early in the game. But if we, we're able to stick with and have a closer game by the third quarter, then you never know. That's true. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking time to come up. We've got an extended halftime tonight with the uh, music at halftime by the youngsters, and uh, we appreciate visiting with you. Any, any shout-outs out there? Uh, anybody from Davini's family bothering you? You know, the, <laughs> the Shartner family? Sometimes that happens. It kind of bleeds over. N- not that I know of. Right? I don't know <laughs> any <laughs> names. We, we're all loving on the Maroon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, we look forward to seeing you Friday night. And of course, safe trip to Cedar Falls. It's a you know an afternoon. What game. are you guys not coming on on Saturday? Well, uh, Davini's <laughs> we're, we're coaching basketball, right, Davini? Uh, Good I, point. I'm his there honorary coach. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. It will be. But then you'll have a week off, and probably more than likely have a week off and play the following Saturday at home yep. on a Saturday yep. night first round of regionals. Yeah, so. it's it's coming quick. You know, if you want me to just take your radio equipment and I'll just uh, broadcast from the the bench on Saturday. <laughs> I'm sure I see Coach Audrey over there. She'd love to uh, oh, do, do some play-by-play be, commentary. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, the coaches are mic'd. It happens. It does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's always a good thing. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time throughout the year. We hope to see you fr- uh, Friday night at Johnson. Best of luck against those Dragons. And uh, thanks for being up here on Tuesday night. Great crowd. Great atmosphere, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a really good atmosphere, good crowd, and, uh, you know, good team to play against. This is what you, this is what you want. This is what you practice Absolutely. all winter for. All right, Coach. We thank you for all you've done with us this year, uh, being accessible, talking to our, our listeners out there. There's quite a few of them, believe it or not. Even though TV's here, we got quite a few of them. And I know there's folks up in Old Wine that may not have made the trip tonight, so we always give a shout-out to them. Yep. Uh, my, my parents are definitely listening, and they're watching from home. So uh, we appreciate all the work that you guys do to, to broadcast our game to the people who aren't able to make it to the gym. You bet, Coach. Coach, thank you. That's Kristen Meyer, the head girls basketball coach at Dowling Catholic. We'll take a break, come back with the start of the second half. It's 21-18, Centennial leading Dowling here at halftime of the boys' game. We'll return to the Ankeny Gym after these messages on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Throughout history, our Lord has shown us that He is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament. Experience these wonders for yourself as Iowa Catholic Radio presents the Vatican International Exhibition, Eucharistic Miracles of the World, at the historic Basilica of St. John in Des Moines. Now through February 23rd, learn more about how you can bring this beautiful panel display to your parish, school, or faith-based organization by calling 515-223-1150. This is Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX, Creston. 
Hey, we're back here at the Akeley Centennial Gym alongside Steve Devaney, Mark Amadillo underway here in the second half. Centennial with the ball first, and they lead it 21-18. A long three up and good, and that is Winkle for three. And that's his first three points tonight. It's a six-point Jaguar lead. That's their largest of the night. Pressure in the backcourt by Centennial. Dowling with the ball. And now Clark is tied up, and we got a jump ball, and it'll be Dowling possession. And, Steve, you got to look at some of the numbers from the first half. Yeah, first half shooting for the Maroons, 8 for 25 uh, from the field. Only, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 1 for 9 from beyond the arc. Uh, Centennial, 9 for 20, 45%. And uh, rebounds, Maroons got them 12 to 10. Turnovers, a season low 3 at the first half for the Maroons, 6 for Centennial. And so... uh, Pretty well contested first half, and the Maroons, I thought, played extremely well. About rebounding, uh, Coach. Uh, re- rebounds 12 to 10 in favor of the Maroons. And turnovers, you mentioned just. Yeah, uh, 6 to 3. Uh, and now we got basket interference as Jalen <laughs> yeah. Pettis was up. And for the basket, right in the middle of the lane, Reese Robinson goaltending, and it'll be credit the basket to Pettis. And he now has 10 points. And it's. 24-20, Ankeny leading Dowling Catholic here in the boys' contest. Girls' game was won by Centennial, 41-31, a battle of top five teams. Maroons had four players score in the first half. Centennial had six, and now a leaner in the lane by Kelling. No good, goes out of bounds to Dowling. Let's take a look at the scoring in the first half for the Maroons. Dowling led by Jalen Pettis is eight points. He has the only bass for the second half for the Maroons now with ten points. Six points for Joey Coppola. He had the lone three for Dowling that you were talking about earlier, Steve. Drew Morrow with two points. Colin Clark with two points as Dowling went one for one at the free throw line and had four players score. For Centennial, uh, their leading scorer was Jackson Snyder, one of their co-captains, with six points. Four points for Chase Shuddy off the bench for the Jaguars. And now a shot up and no good by Dowling, the rebound Centennial, as Chris Lewis with three points. Now a shot blocked in the lane by Morrow. Into the hands of Dowling. Here's Sheck with it. Davis down court. Leaves it for Clark. A layup is good. How about that? Colin Clark with his fourth point. Transition basket off of a block shot. Great defense there by the Maroons. Led to a run out. That was Davis Sheck with the steal and assist. It's 24-22. Dowling by two. By, trails by two. But a three-pointer good by Snyder. Left wing Jackson Snyder with his ninth. Point of the night is first three of the evening. Three-quarter court pressure again every time out so far this half, trying to speed the Maroons up. Underneath, Drew Morrow, and he leaves it for Clark. Layup good. Drew with the assist, and Colin Clark, the beneficiary of the basket. Outstanding dribble ten- penetration there by Drew, and a nice look there for an easy basket for, uh, for Clark. 27-24, Centennial by three. Five and a half minutes remaining here in the third quarter from the Jaguar Gym. Now another long three by Snyder. It's no good. Rebound Dowling and Clark. And the Maroons have the basketball, so let's leave off. Lewis with three points. Caden Kelling with three points. Easton Pratt off the bench for Ankeny with three points. Shuddy, we mentioned, with four points. And Reese Robinson with two points. Jaguars were one of three at halftime at the free, in the first half at the free throw line. As Jaguars outscored Dowling 12-9 to at the end of the first quarter. And the both teams played to a 9-9 second quarter. Now, Jalen Pettis, a head fake at the free throw line, took it down the lane and missed the layup. And the rebound, Ankeny, Centennial, and Luke Winkle. 
Winkle with it. Guarded by Colin Clark. And now the Jags are reset against Dowling's man-to-man here, Steve. Good defense so far by the Maroons in the half-court set. There's Lewis with it. Now step back three up. No good off the back iron. Rebounded by Reese Robinson. Ball slapped around, and uh, they're going to get a reach-in foul on Drew Morrow. So Morrow with his first foul. That's the first foul of the second half on either team. Four and a half remaining, third quarter. Centennial, 27, Dowling, 24 here in Ankeny. Jags come in with a record of 9-7. and seven. Dowling's record, 6-11. and 11. The Maroons are number three seed in their sub-state. Ankeny, a number two seed in their sub-state, which features number one Ames. And now underneath, and a shot up and no good by Kelling and a whistle and a foul on Centennial, on Dowling, excuse me. And they're going to whistle it on Davis Sheck, his second. So free throws coming right here for Caden Kelling, the uh, senior co-captain. He has three points tonight. First one up and good. Kelling, a 71% free throw shooter. Averaging 11 points. Tonight's game in Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, along with construction professionals and dental associates. Substitutions for Dowling. Sheck out here. Uh, yeah, uh, Charlie Stewart in for uh, Sheck. Sheck and- picked up his second foul. Perhaps they're looking for a little bit more uh, height on the defensive end to get Charlie in there. All right. The second free throw, no good. Rebound, Dowling. Now pull-up jumper, Coppola. And off the mark, no good from 10 feet out, right side. Rebound, Centennial. Here's Kelling with it in the front court to Winkle. Winkle dribble drives to the uh, right elbow. Picks it up. Now reverses it over to Lewis. Drives in the lane. Off-balance shot, no good. Rebound taken away in the air. By Centennial, and that was Reese Robinson. And his first shot, no good. The put back up and good. The basket will count. And a foul on Dowling. Coppola with the foul. Two offensive boards in that sequence there by uh, Centennial, which led to uh, the opportunity for a traditional Rob- three. Reese Robinson just taking over, 6'8", sophomore. He missed the free throw there, Mark. All right, he has four points. Now we've got a whistle and a timeout call by Dowling. Let's see what Coach Thiel King wants. A full timeout. We'll take one with him. 3.45 remaining. Third quarter. It's Ankeny Centennial 30, Dowling 24 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 60 seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That is why those who share that spirit understand one another so readily. To try to teach people about Christ and the mysteries of our holy faith is almost like trying to teach a blind man color, unless those people are ready to receive the spirit of Christ himself. Now converts who take instruction come to know that Jesus is our Lord. Where do they learn it? From the spirit. The Holy Spirit woos the soul, draws it to a closer fellowship, to a more intimate union, becomes our sanctifier, just as the Father is our creator and the Son is our redeemer. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. And we're back here at the 
Ankeny Centennial Gym alongside Steve Davidi. Mark Amadil is timeout called by Dallin. Three and a half minutes remaining, third quarter. Charlie Stewart with it underneath the Mata Brewer. His shot up and good. The Brewers taking a page out of the Centennial playbook as they crash inside. Excellent ball sprint. movement again. Pick and roll there. Brewer rolled down the lane and was open. Mata Brewer with his first two points off the bench tonight for Dowling. 30-26. to 26. Jags by four. And here's a long three. No good. Rebound Dowling. The Maroons. This is Coppola with it. Now he's double teamed. And now ball stolen back by Morrow. Both teams uh, commit turnovers right in front of us. In the corner, Stewart, Charlie for three, up off the back iron, no good, and a rebound, Caden Kelling. Four-point lead for Centennial. They have the basketball in the front court. Easton Pratt with it. Finds Winkle. Winkle in the lane, spins. Leaves it on the baseline for Shuddy. Can't get the shot off. Nice job by uh, Bruah. He steals it away. How about that by Mata? And now a whistle and a foul called on Centennial. This will be on Chris Lewis's second. What a flurry by the Maroons defensively. Yeah, outstanding defense. Then Charlie took one to the chops there. Inadvertent contact. But uh, number one, uh, Lewis for uh, Centennial. That's what Coach Thilking was asking. Hey, was that flagger? Because it got a little uh, physical down there. Yeah, I think it was inadvertent, but uh, took one to the face. So the foul on Centennial. On Lewis, that's his second. And now the ball goes out of bounds and turnover against Dowling is Drew Morrow with the turnover. 30 to 26. Centennial by four as Coppola checks out of the Dowling lineup. Davis check in. So it'll be Sheck, Morrow. Kind of a two guard lineup with Stuart, Bruah, and Colin Clark. Centennial in the lane. This is Pratt with it. Nearly lost it. Underneath pull-up jumper is no good by Shetty. And a rebound Dowling. Two minutes to play in the third quarter. Centennial by four. Been on the score for a while. Here's Morrow with it. Centennial drops back into man-to-man to Colin Clark. Colin on the dribble. Leaves it for Sheck, who's guarded by Kelling. Stewart with it. Down the right side. Puts up a shot. No good. Drew the foul. Drew contact. Nice job by uh, Charlie. Uh, interesting, Mark. Um, typically, it's either Quincy Ferguson or Capola at the point guard. Um, Capola came out, but Quincy didn't go in. Now, you said there's a little bit of illness going through the team. Uh, Quincy doesn't have his uh, warm-up off here in the second half. So, that could be. We don't. We weren't told who was having a the flu-like symptoms, the stomach flu that hit down on Friday night at Urbandale. Second free throw, no good. So Stewart misses them both. That's Charlie Stewart, who's one of the young men battling the effects of it, but he's playing tonight. Rebound Centennial, four-point lead for the Ankeny Jags, Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. With the ball is Evan Bryan, who's in the game for the first time tonight. His shot up and no good. Rebound Dowling. A little bit of cold shooting for both ball clubs yeah. here in the third quarter. And you got reserves playing, and sometimes that happens. Here's Mata Brua. Brewer spins in the lane, shot off the glass, no good, drew the foul. And that'll be on Chase Shetty of Ankeny Centennial. Excellent reverse pivot there by Mata. I like that move. That's, went, a, yeah. that's a nice move he has. Went to the strong side there, his right-hand side. So Mata at the free throw line has two points tonight. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Skeffington's Formal Wear, Mercy One, and the Catholic Tuition Organization. First free throw is good. 
by Mata, the 67% free throw shooter on the year. Reminder, Friday night we'll have our final girl-boy doubleheader of the season as Dowling will be on the road once again as they travel to Johnston. And we'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame show. Dowling at Johnston to close out the regular season. And both Dowling teams will be playing on Saturday. Dowling girls travel to Cedar Falls Saturday afternoon. Dowling boys travel to Linmar, and they'll take on number number three, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, on Saturday afternoon. And now we've got a jump ball called. Possession arrow should be Centennial here, Steve. Yeah, Maroon's in a three-quarter court press situation there. Centennial caught him a little off guard and uh, almost a turnover, but the held ball will go back to Centennial. All right, we're approaching the final minute of the third quarter. 30-28, to 28, Centennial by two. Jags have led by no more than six. Dowling's led by more, uh, no more than five. Now the ball loose on the floor. Dowling forcing things. And we've got a what? Timeout. Oh, timeout. Centennial. And uh, Dowling coaches and fans in front of us saying, hey, they didn't have possession of the ball, but we'll keep it here. It's a 30-second timeout, Steve. Yeah, uh, Dowling fans and maybe Coach Theo King a little bit arguing whether they whether they had possession in order to be able to call the timeout. There was about four Maroons down around uh, the one Centennial player, and it was looking like a little game of keep away. It was. And- <laughs> Ball being slapped around, and yeah. you got to have possession to call timeout. I agree. Yeah. But here's the thing. I know Chad Sermeyer real well. His daughter's an outstanding Division I uh, softball player yes, at Northwestern. Is. Yep. From Urbandale, I can tell you this. He would not have called timeout if somebody didn't have possession, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm blocked out. He's a good that, official. That, That's right. That somebody for Centennial had it yeah. for a moment yeah. and called timeout, yeah. and I'll give him that. That's fair. Now, the Valley fans might disagree with me. They That's may jump fair. me afterwards. Yeah. You know, They could, could yeah. have a discussion when we're cleaning up. Now, out of the timeout, Centennial, corner three. It's no good by Evan Bryan, 6'5", junior. And the rebound out to Dowling. Here's Clark with it. Colin. And he's guarded by Easton Pratt. He gets it out tomorrow between the circles. 35 seconds remaining in the quarter. And Drew, corner three as he dribble drives. Shot no good. Tipped by Charlie Stewart. No good as Dowling missing a three in the corner by Davis Sheck. And the rebound Centennial with 20 seconds left here in the third quarter, Steve. <laughs> Low scoring game like the boy, like the girls game. Yeah. 30 to 28. Yep. Girls game barely got in the 40s. It was 41-31, the final centennial over Dowling. And now Leaner in the lane, shot up and good by Caden Kelling. And the basket will count in the foul on Dowling, apparently. Number 25, Morrow, maybe? You're yep. right. Yep. Morrow with the foul. That's his second. Kelling with the basket. And that is his sixth point of the night. And an and one coming. Looks like uh, Coppola will check back in now for Colin Clark. So it'll be Clark and Sheck at the guards. And the free throw and one is in and out. No good. Rebound Dowling. With Mata Brua, Charlie Stewart. And now Mata off balance three. It's no good at the horn. And we've come to the end of the third quarter of play with the score. Ankeny Centennial, 32. Dowling Catholic, 28 alongside Steve DeBenny. I'm Mark Hammadale. Back to the Ankeny Centennial Gym after this timeout. We'll begin the fourth quarter here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thought of the Day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. Have you ever thought of praying with your body? 
We often reserve prayer to our minds or souls, which is where a conversation with God begins, but we are not pure spirits as are the angels. We also have bodies, and therefore we can pray with our body. For example, simply folding our hands in prayer is a prayer. Kneeling down is a prayer. Opening our arms to heaven is a prayer. Prostrating our bodies face down before God like Jesus did, that's also a prayer. Let these express our desire to be connected with our loving God. They often strengthen our mental prayer. Today, offer at least one body prayer as an expression of your love of God in your heart. Fold your hands in prayer for 10 seconds. Kneel down for a minute. However you do that, you are praying. That is today's thought of the day. Hey, we're back here at the Ankeny Centennial Gymnasium alongside Steve Davidi. I'm Mark Amadale. Is Dowling with the ball to start the fourth quarter. And now a steal by Centennial on Dowling's first possession. Lead pass to Lewis. Layup good. Chris Lewis running the floor nicely. That's his fifth point. It's 34-28 Centennial by six. When, when the Maroons have turned it over, unfortunately, it's led to runouts for uh, Centennial all night. Centennial outscored Dowling 11-10. And now the Maroons underneath. Shot no good by Stewart and a rebound Centennial and Reese Robinson. Uh, Centennial outscored Dowling 11-10 in the third quarter. Now reverse layup no good by Lewis for Centennial. Ball goes out of bounds to Dowling. As the Maroons were 2 of 5 at the free throw line through three quarters. Centennial 2 of 7 through three quarters. Steve, you got to look at some other numbers. Yeah, field goal percentage by the Maroons in the third quarter. 4 for 10. That included over three from beyond the arc, which makes them on the night one for 12 beyond the arc, three-point line. Uh, Centennial, on the other hand, was four for 13 in that uh, third quarter. Now here's a steal by Kelling all the way down, lays it in. He jumped the passing lane and shoots and scores, and that is uh, Caden Kelling. Turnovers have uh, hurt the Maroons tonight. Yeah, he now has eight eight points and a timeout call. We'll keep it here. With 6.45 remaining here in the fourth quarter, and Centennial out to an eight-point lead. This is their largest lead of the night, alongside Steve Davidi. I'm Mark Amadale, Ankeny Centennial Gymnasium here in northwest Ankeny. As uh, we want to thank Jennifer Phelps, our studio producer. And Steve, uh, go, go through the rest of the statistics where we, where we stopped that earlier. Yeah. Two, three quarters. Yeah, in the third quarter, Maroons had seven rebounds to uh, Centennial's eight. On the night... Maroons are out rebounding Centennial 19 to 18. Maroons had two turnovers in the third quarter for a total of five through three quarters. Um, Centennial had one for a total of seven through three quarters. And, and those turnovers are well below both teams' averages. Dowling averages 12 turnovers a game, and Centennial averages 11, and they are in single digits. That's impressive. So far it has been. Unfortunately, as I just talked about it just a minute ago, when the Maroons have turned it over, it hasn't been a pa- pass out of bounds. It's been a pass to Centennial for a layup at the other end, or, or in one case, a three-point field goal. So turnovers have hurt, have led to, I think, uh, eight or nine points in transition for uh, Centennial, and that's the difference in the ballgame right now, eight points. As I mentioned, Dowling's won seven of the last eight games against Centennial. Most of the time, it's just once a year, a one-two-two zone by Centennial. New look here by uh, Centennial. Coach Fontana breaking out the zone underneath Dowling. Coppola now reaching foul called on Jackson Snyder, and that'll be 
Oh, check that. It's not. It's going to get Easton Pratt with the reach-in foul for Centennial. That'll be his first foul. Good uh, good adjustment by uh, Coach Steel King's club. When they saw that zone, they started moving the ball really effectively. Both teams with four team fouls. I'll pull up jumper and inbounds plate. No good. Ten-footer missing for Capola and a rebound Centennial. Here's Lewis with it in the front court. Chris Lewis, one of four seniors on Coach Fontana's squad this year. He has it in the lane. Double team. Ball loose. Diving forward is Pettis, and he's got it. Turnover for the Maroons that was caused by Capola in traffic. Here's Clark with it. Now to Capola for three off the back iron. No good. And rebound Centennial. And, a, and now a reaching foul on Sheck in the backcourt. So Davis will pick up his third foul. 36-28 with under six minutes to play. Centennial leading Dowling. Maroons are going to start running out of time here. As you don't want to trade baskets this time. You want yeah. to... You know, yeah, so one step yeah, ahead. Yeah, Maroons are going to need a couple stops here, and then uh, they just haven't been able to make open shots tonight. And underneath, a shot up and no good. Their feed inside to Reese Robinson, their 6'8 sophomore, and he misses the basket. But he draw, drew the foul, and that'll be on Capola, his third. Little inter, uh, interior screen there, and the post player was able to shake free. We, didn't, we weren't able to help our post player get through the screen. First free throw, good. By Reese Robinson. Reminiscent so far in the fourth quarter of some other games that we've seen this year by the Maroons when they haven't had success. Play it real, real close through three and then uh, let the opponent get on a little bit of a run in the fourth. Maroons are down 10 now. Uh, Dowling's been outscored 6 nothing here to start the fourth quarter. They, they trail by 10, 38-28. Low-scoring boys game as the girls game was. Ankeny Centennial defeated Dowling 41-31 in a battle of top five teams in Class 5A girls. And in the boys' game, Centennial with their largest lead right now of 10 points. And a three-pointer by Davis Sheck for three right in front of us. That's much, first much needed. Three. Yep. First three points tonight for Sheck. Now we need to stop here, Mark. That's his 20th made three of the year. We approach the five-minute mark, 38-31 Centennial. Here's Snyder with it, dribbles baseline. It's stolen away and a whistle and a foul called on Robinson. Good steal there by Davis Sheck, and then he was fouled by uh, Robinson. That'll be foul number six on Centennial. So the Maroons will be shooting free throws. Or check that, foul number five on Centennial. Dowling with 16 fouls, so approaching the bonus for both teams. As we're under five minutes to play here in the fourth quarter. Dowling trails by seven, but they have the basketball. Big possession here coming. There's Pettis with it to Odie. Jack with it. Loses the ball, and I'll stolen away by Lewis. Chris Lewis on senior night. Layup good. What a heads-up play by Chris Lewis of Centennial. He's got seven points off the bench. Or check that. As a starter tonight, he got the senior night start. 40 to 31. Centennial by nine. Dowling with the ball. Here's Sheck on the baseline tomorrow. They've really neutralized him. Pull-up jumper from 15, no good. But Odie with the rebound, long three up, no good by Capola. Ball tipped out of bounds, and oh, saved by Centennial. Heads-up play by Snyder. Saves it to his co-captain, Kelling. Now a steal by Dowling, and a layup good by Morrow. What a flurry of activity, Mark. <laughs> Drew Morrow with just four points tonight. Yeah. Well below his season average of 15 points. 40-33, to 33, Centennial by seven. Four minutes to play, and 
the Jags now in no hurry all of a sudden. I wouldn't say they're pulling it out, but they're they're going to try to be very deliberate here with the seven-point uh, cushion. They're, they're working the clock in the lane. A shot up and good by Caden Kelly. Boy, is that a strong move by the senior. And as he shoots and scores, he's got 10 points, does Kelly. Now a steal by Centennial all the way down, and the shot is good as he dunks it through, does Caden Kelling. 12 points now for Kelling. And a basket and a free throw here. That fouls on Dowling and a timeout Maroons. Be the fourth foul on Capola. We'll take a break. Timeout on the floor. 3.25 left in the fourth quarter. It's Centennial 44, Dowling 33 here in this boys' contest on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates. Address smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Hey, we're back here at the Centennial Gym. After the foul on Dowling, that was the fourth foul on Joey Capola. Free throws coming. It'll be an and one as it's good by Caden Kelling, who now has 13 points. And all of a sudden, it's 45-33 Centennial with its largest lead of 12 points with 315 remaining. Now passed by Marl. It's stolen away by Centennial. Easton Pratt. Bob pass underneath to Robinson. Now he kicks it over to Lewis for three. It's no good. And a rebound out to Dowling and the Maroons in the front court with Jack Odie. Bounce pass inside to Odie. Now back to Capola for three. Good. Big basket by Joey Capola. That's his ninth point. And the Maroons' second three of the fourth quarter. Cut the deficit to nine. Maroons are in three quarter court pressure. Jaguars across the timeline, leading by nine with two minutes and 40 seconds remaining. Getting late, Mark. The Maroons probably are going to have to start fouling here. Dowling, yeah, Dowling has seven team fouls. Centennial with five. So the Jaguars with one foul to give. Dowling with every foul. And now we got carrying the basketball on the Jaguars. Jackson Snyder will be Dowling basketball. And a full, full timeout called. We'll keep it here with 225 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Ankeny Centennial, 45. Dowling, 36. Alongside Steve Devinney, I'm Mark Amadale. As Jennifer Phelps is our studio producer, I want to remind you that our next game on Iowa Catholic Radio will be a doubleheader this Friday night, concluding the regular season. There'll be a girl-boy doubleheader at the Johnston Gym. Girls game gets underway at 6.15. 
between number one Johnston and number five Dowling. Boys game following that contest. And uh, we'll be on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame show from the Johnston gym. And Steve Devinney, hurry up mode for the Maroons. They have got to score and at least defend the 10-second line, maybe get a 10-second count or a steal. Otherwise, they got to go into foul mode. Yeah, it's going to be the uh, Jaguars ball coming out of the timeout as they were the ones who, uh, I'm sorry, they turned it over, which led to the timeout. So it'll be the Maroons ball. And uh, they're going to have to go quickly because uh, down nine with 2.25 uh, to go. And uh, as you say, if they can convert a basket, then they'll need to get a steal or a quick foul. All right, Dowling across the timeline, trailing by nine. Here's Capola with it. Dribble handoff tomorrow. Ankeny overplaying the passing zone. We saw this in the first game by Coach DeYoung. Now Morrow on the baseline, and he's fouled and hits the deck, and that'll be Lewis with the foul to his third. Good shot fake there by Drew. Got fouled then on the baseline drive. 16 foul on Centennial. They had one to burn. Pettis gets the inbounds pass. Top of the key. Dribble handoff tomorrow. Guarded by Lewis. Comes off a ball screen. Drew with it. Leaves it for Coppola. Right side to Odie. Fakes a three. Now dribbles towards the basket. Reverse layup. Good! He went right around Reese Robinson, the 6'8 sophomore. Used the uh, rim there for protection. Nice play by uh, Jack Odie. That's his first two points tonight. 45-38. The Jaguar lead is seven. Seven-point deficit. They really got to get a steal or a quick foul here. Here's Kelling in the lane. His shot, no good. Rebound, Pettis and Dowling. I'm surprised there that uh, Centennial tried to score. Now here is uh, Odie with it in the lane. Leaves it for Pettis. Out tomorrow. Drew in the lane and draws the foul before the shot. Clock will stop, and the Maroons will be in the bonus. Fouls on Kelling, his second. 17 foul on Centennial, and now one and one. Free throw time for the Maroons, and they have not done well there tonight. They're two for five at the line. Centennial, two for seven at the line tonight, so not the best performance at the free throw line by either team as Odie checks out and Colin Clark in with a minute and a half remaining in the fourth quarter. Centennial by seven. Free throw, no good. And the rebound, Dowling, as it was tipped out of the hands of Robinson, now a long three, no good by Sheck. And the rebound, Robinson and Centennial. Tough break for the Maroons. They had a chance to uh, cut the lead to four. Jags with the ball. Snyder underneath his shot, no good. Robinson with a foul, no good. But the rebound, Dowling. Here's Coppola with it. Minute to play in the fourth quarter. Dowling by, trails by seven. Joey with it, double team. Gets it to Pettis. Backdoor cut, and Capola's layup is good. And a timeout, Maroons. Give and go. Oh, no, they're not. They're, gonna, they're not going to call the timeout. Full court pressure by the Maroons. 11 points for down, Capola. Down five. 45-40. Centennial. They break the press. Robinson underneath. Kicks it back out to Snyder. Coaches implore, imploring the boys to foul. And they do. And a foul on Dowling will be on Sheck. That'll be his fourth. So he and Capola both with four fouls. It'll be a one-and-one one for Centennial with 32 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Substitution for Dowling. Colin Clark will check out. And checking in will be Jack Odie. And free throws here for Chris Lewis. He is one for one at the line tonight. Lewis with seven points. 
Centennial by five with 32 seconds, and Lewis's first free throw for Centennial, no good. And now we got a whistle. And Violation. Somebody was in too quickly. They're going to get uh, like Jalen. Yeah, they're going to get Pettis for the uh, violation. So a redo. You don't see that very often, but it's a redo. Yeah, not good because he missed the front yeah. end too. First free throw, good. Oh, nice game on Iowa Catholic Radio, brought to you in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Skeffington's Formal Wear, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Mercy One. Mark Hamadale, Steve Devinney here in game two. Second free throw, good. That was costly for Dowling. Lewis makes them both. He's got nine points. And it's 47-40, Centennial by seven with 30 seconds left. All the way down court and an offensive foul called on the Maroons. Taking it to the basket Wow. was Sheck, I believe. I think that was Capola. Or Capola. That, that, that'll be his fifth. He has just fouled out. He did the right thing. He had to go to the rack. He, he had to try to make something happen there. Was down by seven with uh, 30 seconds to go. So he fouls out with 25.5 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Does Joey Coppola. Fouls out with 11 points, 47-40. Centennial with the ball, Lewis. And they call a foul on Dowling right in front of the Centennial bench with 15 seconds remaining. And Sheck just fouled out. So Davis will foul out with three points tonight with 15 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. So Sheck and Coppola both foul out in the final minute. Chris Lewis, the free throw line. This will be a two-shot foul. That's the 10th foul on Dowling. First free throw is good by Lewis. Tonight's game brought to you in part by Dental Associates, Construction Professionals, and Mercy One. And the second free throw is good by Lewis. So he now has 11 points. And it's 49-40. The lead for Centennial is nine. Bruins have won seven of the last eight matchup, but not tonight. Three-pointer by Odie, no good. Ball loose on the floor. Six seconds remaining. And here's Centennial. Winkle down court to Pratt. And Pratt will not attempt the shot. And the final score, 49-40. Centennial with the win over Dowling Catholic. And head coach Bob Fontana and the Yankee Centennial Jaguars. And it was uh, Centennial. Proving the record to 10 and 7. Dowling falls to 6 and 12, Steve. Yeah, tough one. Um, we've seen it before several times this season where the Maroons went toe to toe for three quarters and then uh, in the fourth quarter kind of let it get away. Credit to Centennial and uh, see if the Maroons can regroup and come back on uh, Friday against Johnston. Yeah, so it'll be a big game. The uh, Johnston, I believe, senior night, if I'm not mistaken. So. We'll once again have uh, senior night recognition. We'll take a break, come back for the postgame show. Coach Steele King will not join us tonight. We will catch up with him on Friday. But, again, the final score for the final time tonight, the Dowling uh, boys losing to Centennial 49-40 here at the Ankeny Centennial Gym. Girls game won by Ankeny Centennial 41-31. So the Jaguars with the doubleheader sweep over Dowling. And we'll take a break along with Steve Devaney. Mark Amadale back with the postgame show in one minute. Here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 
This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why is contraception wrong? In sex, the husband and wife give themselves to each other fully, freely, faithfully, and fruitfully, which is the kind of love that everyone longs for. No one says, I hope my wife cheats on me, or I want my soulmate to hide things from me. So why is I love you but not your fertility okay? Christ showed us true love by giving his whole life freely without reservation, never abandoning us even if it meant dying on a cross. This sacrifice gave us eternal life. If you've been listening, you might get where we're going. Sex is only loving when it's a free, total, faithful, and fruitful gift of self like Christ's love. In fact, in every Catholic marriage ceremony, the bride and groom vow to love each other in this very way. So you decide, do you want your marriage to reflect God's love? Or would you rather settle for something less? For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And we're back here at the Ankeny Centennial Gymnasium alongside Steve Devinney, Mark Amadell. Steve, thanks for sitting in tonight. Do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't realize. The Rune Athletic Club, you coordinate that 7th and 8th grade league, and uh, you're occupied on Saturday mornings. And uh, we appreciate all you do behind the scenes. And, of course, it's nice to see these guys who you coached back maybe some oh, of them yeah. four years ago, some of them five years ago, whatever. But uh, you coached them, and uh, here they are tonight. And it was Centennial with the win. Double uh, uh, is a, a doubleheader sweep for Centennial, the boys' game. Centennial defeated Dowling 49-40. Low-scoring game. The girls' game, Centennial 41, Dowling 31. So congratulations to Jaguars. And their head coach is Scott DeYoung on the girls' side and Bob Fontana on the boys' side. Now, give uh, give Centennial credit. Um, they really played well down the stretch. And, and without me trying to be critical of the Dowling players, um, they played really, really spirited again tonight. But turnovers was the difference. You and I talked off the air the fact that uh, several of the Maroons' turnovers, and I think they had uh, five in the fourth quarter alone after only having five, up until that point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's right. So so 10 turnovers yeah. total, but but uh, six or seven of those turnovers led absolutely to wide open layups for uh, Centennial. And uh, it's it's just tough to see. I mean, the kids did a great job of controlling tempo and the pace in the first half, keeping it close. And then uh, in the fourth quarter, just uh, got a little bit loose with the ball and uh, turnovers led to easy opportunities for the Jaguars, and that was the difference in the ball game. Well, it certainly was, Steve. And some of the turnovers, the types of turnovers, uh, was because the Centennial, as we saw in the girls' game, the Centennial boys were anticipating the passing lanes, well scouted. And when you do that, most teams will let you have it beyond the three-point arc. They're not going to deny a pass. Centennial did that, and that's a page. I think Coach Fontana went down the hallway and talked to Coach DeYoung and says, "You know, can we get away? Can we have the type of team that can get out and not get backdoored?" to the basket, and I think you saw that in the boys' game. Centennial, in the fourth quarter especially, uh, I wouldn't call them unforced turnovers, but they were, they were you know, turnovers yeah. that they were just a simple pass but never usually defended. But tonight, Centennial defended that pass, and it led to uh, – that could be the difference of the game, you know, a yeah. nine-point win. You never know. Yeah. No, I think that's accurate. And early on in the game, the Maroons did a great job of cutting back door, uh, patient with the passes. Uh, several extended possessions where they maybe had eight, nine, ten passes before they looked at the basket and, and took a shot, and uh, that kept them around early in the ball game. But uh, it got away late. The other thing that hurt the Maroons tonight was uh, 
field goal percentage from beyond the arc. Maroons were one for nine in the first half and two for nine in the second half. So three for 18 beyond the arc is, is, is most nights just not going to get it done. And, and uh, you know, it happens. These kids are not going to play uh, and shoot it as well as they can on every given night. But uh, turnovers and, and lack of outside shooting probably are the two uh, main uh, contributing factors tonight, Mark. No question about it. Uh, Centennial outscored Dowling in that uh, fourth quarter, 17-12. to 12 after uh, the Jags led by three at halftime, 21-18. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with uh, – we'll total up the uh, numbers of our, our scoring and uh, go back through some final statistics and let you know our next broadcast, which will be Friday night. We'll talk more about that. And the pairings that come out. The boys have already had their pairings and seeds all determined. The girls will do that tomorrow. Uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't come out tonight, but tomorrow the girls are going to get their brackets in classes 4A and 5A, so – the Dowling girls by by Friday's game will know what their uh, pairings are to go to state, and we'll talk more on the post game show as it continues here in the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Again, the finals tonight in Game One, Ankeny Centennial third ranked Ankeny Centennial defeated the Dowling girls 41-31. Dowling girls fall to 16 and four on the year. Centennial improves to 18 and two. And in the boys contest, it was Ankeny Centennial 49, Dowling 40. The Maroons fall to six and 12 overall. And the Centennial Jaguars improved to 10-7, and seven, along with Steve Devenny, Mark Hamadale, back with final thoughts after these messages on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com Now we're back here at the Anki Centennial Gymnasium. Mark Amadillo alongside... Steve Devenny here in the northwest part of Ankeny on a Tuesday night, Mr. Devenny, as uh, you get to leave town on business for a little bit later this week. So we haven't been up here in about three years. Do you know that? Yeah, no. Uh, 50 degree temperatures today. Oh, so, loved it. So it was uh, an uneventful trip getting up here. No snow, no ice. And uh, it's always great to be in a high school gymnasium watching kids uh, compete like they do. It's always enjoyable. That certainly is. And especially on a night like this, uh, two. Two good games, uh, two teams evenly matched. You saw a top five girls matchup, and I would expect to see both of those girls teams, Centennial and Dowling, at the girls' state basketball tournament next month. They both have the pieces of the puzzle to get there. Now, on the boys' side, uh, well, both these teams, Ankeny, Centennial, having to go through Ames once again. They'll have to play them for three, three, uh, uh, the third time to get the state, I'm more than likely, because Ames is the number one seed and Centennial the two seed in sub-state number seven. Dowling is in sub-state number eight, where 
Johnson got the number one seed. Council Bluffs Lincoln got the two seed. Dowling the third and Norwalk the fourth seed. So Dowling will play Des Moines North on President's Day that Monday. I think it's February 21st. Uh, the Maroons will uh, take on Des Moines North. Now, postseason, Mark, you plan on carrying Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The only game we will not cover the, for the uh, schedule will be Saturday's game. Dowling girls head to Cedar Falls Saturday. Yeah. Dowling boys head to uh, Marion. Linmar of Marion taking on number three, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, in a tournament there at in Cedar Rapids. But we will not carry the Saturday games. But next Thursday is the only game we have next week, and that's the Dowling boys. We will not carry that. We'll broadcast the Dowling girls on Saturday night, a week from this Saturday, in their opening round of the girls' state tournament. So, We'll get you all caught up, and I, I'll owe you and uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Cataldo Coach some, uh, some yeah. uh, emails, and uh, we'll get our postseason. That'll be official tomorrow. We'll wait for the girls' brackets to come out. So, All right, let's take a look at the numbers tonight for Dowling Catholic. The Maroons fall to 6-12 and 12 with the loss tonight, 49-40 Centennial. Dowling was led by uh, Joey Coppola with 11 points, 10 points for Jalen Pettis, and then six points for Colin Clark. He got the start tonight as uh, Carson Brown did not play for Dowling. He was out with a stomach virus or an illness. Four points for Drew Morrow. Dowling's leading scorer held to uh, four points tonight. Came in averaging 15. And that's a hats off to uh, Coach Fontana and their yeah. defense. They really scouted him well, yeah. and they and they they were all over him. He, he was having trouble getting free tonight. And then uh, three points for Davis Sheck. Both he and Joey Coppola foul out in the final uh, 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. Round out scoring for Dowling was Jack Odie with two points and Mata Brewer with three points as uh, the Maroons were two of five at the free throw line. For Ankeny Centennial, they had six players score tonight, and they were led in double figures by Caden Kelling, the senior co-captain with 13 points. He was followed by Chris Lewis on senior night, starting guard with 11 points. Jackson Snyder, the other co-captain, finishing with nine points for the Centennial. For the Jaguars. Sophomore Reese Robinson had six points, four points for Chase Shuddy, and Easton Pratt off the bench with a three pointer back in the first quarter to round out scoring for the Jaguars. Jackson Snyder, I think I said, had nine points. The Jaguars went nine of 15 at the free throw line. We mentioned Dowling two of five at the line as the Jaguars improved their record to 10 and seven. Up next for Ankeny, they will travel across town and take on number six. Uh, up next for Ankeny Centennial, they travel across town and take on number six Ankeny Friday night. Then next week, they take on Marshalltown on Monday uh, here at Centennial High School, travel to North and Urbandale to round out the season. The Dowling boys, they travel to a number eight Johnson on Friday. We'll have the girl boy doubleheader beginning at six o'clock this Friday here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, Dowling at, at Johnson and a girl boy doubleheader. On Saturday, Dowling boys travel to Linmar of Marion, taking on number three, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And then their final regular season game for the Maroons, they host Des Moines East uh, Thursday, February 17th at Dowling. And that'll be, a, uh, I believe, a 7.30 contest. It'll be a freshman-sophomore combination of, of games there. And then the Maroons on Monday, President's Day, Monday, February 21st, host Des Moines North in the 4A substate play-in game. The winner travels to Council Bluffs Lincoln. Got all that, Mr. Devaney? We tried sure to uh, wrap that up. So, All right, Steve, any final tom f comments as we're about ready to get unplugged here at the Centennial Gym? No, high, uh, hotly contested ball game. Maroons really gave it a good effort there through three quarters, but uh, 
lack of outside perimeter scoring. And, uh, of course, Carson Brown was sick. He usually brings quite a bit to the table as well. And then those late turnovers led to some easy baskets for uh, Centennial. But uh, once again, as it has been most of the season, every time the Maroons play, they're right in the ball game late. And uh, record is not indicative of, of how highly contested some of these games have been. No question about it. Uh, Dowling had won seven of their last eight games against Ankeny Centennial, but not tonight as the Jaguars win the boys game 49-40. Here at the Jaguar Gym. Well, Steve, I want to thank you. Safe travels. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, during the postseason. It'll be the next time we'll be on the air, and that'll probably be that on President's Day, Monday, uh, on that uh, February 21st. Uh, yeah, February 21st. Dowling hosting Des Moines North in the play in game. The winner plays Council Bluffs AL. I'll see you then, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Mark, very much. Safe travels to you, and thanks for all you do behind the scenes with the uh, Dowling Mac program. And you got games this weekend, right? Yeah. Give, give a quick shout out. Where are you going to be? We're going to be uh, at the Ignite facility in Urbandale, I think, okay. in a local tournament. Sure. A couple different teams. Yep. Yeah, you usually do. You have two or three teams. Yep. Well, good luck to you, Steve. Thank you. Thanks again. That'll wrap up our broadcast here at the Centennial Gym. Our thanks to uh, uh, everybody involved with the broadcast here, especially on site here at Ankeny Centennial, their athletic director, Robert Scott, activities manager, Ian Smith, and Marge Rasselson in the activities office. We appreciate all they do behind the scenes. And the coaches tonight, the girls coach Scott DeYoung here at Centennial, and the boys coach Bob Fontana. Thanks to them. And our thanks to the Dowling coaches, Kristen Meyer and Clay Fieldking, for joining us. Our next broadcast will be this Friday night here in the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It'll be Dowling on the road at uh, Johnston. And the girls' game will tip off at 6.15. The boys' game at 7.45. We'll be on there at 6 o'clock for the contest. I hope you can join us then. Again, thanks to our business underwriters and supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks to them for supporting our broadcast in our 45th year of broadcasting Dowling Catholic Sports here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. It was senior night here at Ankeny Centennial. Great job by all the uh, uh, halftime and between game uh, activities. They did a great job. They should be proud of their school as we were were entertained tonight here at the Ankeny Centennial Gym. All right. Well, our next broadcast, again, will be this uh, Friday night. It'll be the final girl-boy doubleheader of the season. Dowling on the road at Johnson. We'll talk to you from the Johnson gym. Once again, for my broadcast partners, Jimmy Cataldo and Steve Devinney, this is Mark Amadell. And one final time, we'll give you the final scores. The girls' contest, uh, number three, Yankee Centennial, 41, Dowling Catholic, 31. The Maroons rank fifth. Their record falls to 16-4. and four. Centennial improves to 18-2. and two. Centennial was led by... Kennedy White with 14 points, Cleo Murray with 10 points, Dowling Girls led by Ava Zedekers, 9 points, Emma Gipple and Marin Heller off the bench with 6 points each. And the boys' contest, it was uh, Ankeny Centennial 49, Dowling 40, as the Maroons were led in scoring by uh, Joey Coppola with 11 points and 10 points for Jalen Pettis for Centennial. They were led in scoring tonight by Caden Kelling with 13 points and uh, Chris Lewis with 11. That'll wrap up our broadcast. The Jaguars improved their record to 10-7. and seven. Dowling falls to 6-12, and 12, and we'll talk to you on Friday night. For our studio producer, Jennifer Phelps, once again, Mark Amadale from the Ankeny Centennial Gym, and for all of us here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, have a safe and blessed faith-filled evening. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formal Wear. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio.
The proceeding has been a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.